Fifth Risk presents Popcorn, the podcast. What's good? This is episode 25 of Popcorn, a Fifth Risk production. My name's Charith, and I've got the official, unofficial other guy of uh, Popcorn, Woods Watchmaking, aka, AKA Lilo Dallas Multipass. It's Michael Woods. What? How are you? Hey, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm excited. Thanks for having me back on. That's great. Oh, I, don't, I didn't understand that no. intro. Multipass. Multipass. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I'm trying to be sci fi. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not the. I'm not as good at sci-fi as that next. Our next guy in, in the third chair. It's our uh, Michael. It's our favorite chicken enthusiast from uh, Petitsacon, aka Take Your Stinking Paws Off Me, You Damn Dirty Ape. It's Benoit. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, Chai. Thanks a lot for having me again on Popcorn. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, me yeah, Benoit. Benoit's been talking a lot of shit. I've been talking a lot of shit. It's uh, we're ready to go. <laughs> you just you just been talking, mate. You you just that's just what you do. What what comes out of yeah. your mouth is just seems to be the same thing, Michael. <laughs> right. Well, I'm pretty keen. So we got we got a listener question. We got a couple of news bits, and obviously, I think today's draft is going to be an absolute doozy. We've been talking about it. I think Benoit, you we talked about this draft pretty much. <laughs> Like the day after you did your last draft, so yeah, we've been keen on this. Yeah, for a while. yeah, 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 and and we've added some extra difficulty too. Yeah, which is yeah. Cool. <laughs> we have. I would I would have to say this is the draft I've thought about the most prior to the recording a podcast. Like as in as in like I've been like chatting to Kath about it. I've been like thinking, oh, Benoit's got the first pick. He's going to pick this movie. Like Michael's got gonna pick these two movies. That means I've got this. Like I've been like doing mock drafts in my head. I've got a lot of anxiety today, guys. Just heaps of anxiety. Wow. <laughs> I haven't been going through I haven't been going through scenarios like you, but I, I I tell you what, this was a fun one to prepare for. I actually wish we had two or three weeks for it because Yeah. Um You say that I every time. Was, you say that every time. We yeah, need more well, time. Yeah, because just just an excuse to watch more movies. But what I found was this this is this is definitely something that I was as preparing for it. I was focused so much on the directors because of the the new rules we've got on this one, hmm. and I don't usually focus on directors. So this was a really interesting one to prepare for, focusing on directors and getting to know who directed what. And also, there's a lot of nostalgia um, preparing yeah. for this. You know, yeah. it was it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. So yeah, looking forward to it. I've 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 had a lot of time to prepare too. Uh, well, I've been spending too much time preparing it, uh, putting aside job stuff, <laughs> because uh, I I realized that okay, sci-fi, I'm great, but I'm not really up to date with the latest uh, releases, you know, from the uh. last few years. So I went like on the roll of catching up on movies in the past three or four days, which is crazy, but it was really a lot of fun. Awesome, yeah, nice. So let's get cracking. We'll start with. We're going to do a time check as well with the drink check and wrist check. Okay. We'll start with you, Michael. Yeah. So drink check. I've got a, a Shiraz, fairly local, a Victorian Shiraz. Um, had Noki tonight, so the wine went well with that. And I'm wearing my Zenith El Primero Manufacturer Edition. I, I can't take this thing off. It's just beautiful. Mm. I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing 
different stuff every day that I like um, with this watch. I just, yeah, love it. It's I've been wearing it for a few days in a row now, so yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of modern chronographs, but I've seen uh, yours in the classic version, and I, it's it really is a beautiful, beautiful, a very shiny watch. Yeah, is, look, uh, I usually go for a watch that's um, not as busy because if you look at this, it does seem like it's busy, but they, they just, I don't know whether it was intentional or not, they just got it right. They, they, this stark white on the dial yeah. is amazing with these with these blues. and there's, well, It allows everything yeah. to pop, right? It really pops in Yeah, it does. As well. yeah. It yeah, does. And something yeah. you don't really notice with the strap, it looks black. And if you get it in the sunlight, it's this tinge of blue that comes through on it. It's like a really dark navy blue alligator it's beautiful mm. oh nice. yeah yeah and uh you got the same time as me michael right <laughs> yeah that's right that's right <laughs> all right well since we're at the same time i'll go next it's uh 9.05 p.m here in uh colac or melbourne wherever you are and i am drinking a glen glen i've got a bottle of glen grant the 15 year old single malt mm. so i'm trying not to get too drunk because I'm doing this push-up. I'm doing this push-up challenge. Uh, have you right. heard about this? I'm doing this push-up. There's like a push-up challenge no. going on in this month for mental health. Um, it's like a charity. Check it out on my Instagram if you want to donate. Um, and today I'm meant to do like 150 odd push-ups, and I've left it late. So after this or during this podcast, I need to like knock off about 75 push-ups, which I'm not a very good, like I'll do like 15 at a time maybe. (laughs) So uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, on the wrist, I'm wearing my Deep Sea, the Rolex Deep Sea Sea Dweller, which I pretty much only really wear on whilst on the podcast, to be honest. I don't really wear this very much doesn't uh, grab me at the moment, but yeah. A real James Cameron watch. I was just about to say, that that's a fitting watch for this uh, episode, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. well, actually, there's, when we get to the, uh, <laughs> when we get to the listener question, you'll, you'll hear why I'm wearing the deep sea as well, but. Um, oh. Benoit. You and I got the same one. Oh, uh, do you we? You and I got the same one. Yeah, we got the same one. <laughs> I'm going to answer first then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Benoit, we'll go with you, mate. Um, it's 1 p.m. here in France. I'm wearing my Seiko Chronograph Mono Pusher from mm. 1967. Uh, reference, uh, I think it's uh, 5117 or 5017 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. That I bought recently on a beautiful new blue strap. It's not been published yet, but should be re- should be reasonably quickly if I have time. And I'm just having a Corona Extra. Because I have to drive to go get my kids after this, so <clears throat> not too much drinking. Just a double part with Corona Extra and San Pellegrino. Right, that's for nice. me. Nice, the uh, official beer of Fast and the Furious. <laughs> the, I don't think I've ever watched a watch and the and um, a Fast and Furious movie. Really? Not really. I, yeah, I've to- I've totally missed out on those, completely. Yeah, look, they're not. Yeah, they're. They're a bit overrated, I think. Like, there's, there's, you get some fun out of them, but they're not really. They're a bit. They're corny. that bad. Yeah, they're not. They're not <laughs> because great. I don't think they, they. I don't think they have very high rates today. They're not yeah? highly rated. I but no, I think, no. I think they're, they're <laughs> so, well, they're well loved though. Like a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, like they make a lot of money, and yeah, there, there is this kind of whole generation of people who Fast and Furious is their bag. Fast and Furious Five is a really good movie. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I watch the them all. Ones. I the watch them all. The fifth one's really good. 
And I'll, I'll watch yep. the ninth one. <laughs> and I'll probably watch yeah. the tenth one when it comes out. I'll probably watch every single one as well. Yep. Well, I, I don't know if you remember, like, people were joking in after eight, people were joking, oh, what are they going to do next? Like, what could they possibly do? Are they going to go to space? And then I saw the trailer for nine. It looks like they do go to space. So, oh, shit. man. I saw it too. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, hang it on. It looks like they're actually. They got masks on. They're preparing they're going, to go into like, space, yeah. but they're going to space in a car. I'm like, this yeah. doesn't sound. Like, I mean, uh, they just they just take it further and further, don't they? Benoit, are, are you being a science fiction uh, fan of particularly an old school science fiction fan? I don't think the Fast and Furious movies are going to do anything but piss you off. <laughs> no, I I think probably I'll be catching them up just like I'm catching up on the Marvel movies at the moment with the kids. Yeah, so, cool. you know, okay. it's just a phase. I guess we'll just go and watch them all one day when I get down to it, but uh, just not enough time yet. Yeah. Well, when you watch them, just remember, if someone dies, they probably haven't really died. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so it's classic Hollywood then. You may see them <laughs> blow up Hollywood. in an exp- explosion, but potentially they haven't died somehow. <laughs> Anything's possible. Uh, yeah. Anyway, gents, how are we? How are we? How are we doing? Like any news? What's happening? Any stories? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. My, my back has improved quite a bit. Yeah. Still got a bit of nerve pain, but I managed to play my first game of basketball before the lockdown, and um, got a big win. It was like an all star game, Sharath. 128 to 85. Like, that, no that's, defense. Uh, Did you? Go, and you, like, yeah. you guys won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it was like an all star game with yeah. less talent. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was good. It was just pretty much up the court, three-pointer, back, three-pointer, fast break, fast break, three-pointer, three-pointer. It was just the, the whole way. But yeah, no, everything everything going well. Um, had lockdown this week for the kids, but us being in regional, regional Victoria, mm. where it's lifting tonight, so they're going back to school tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you guys in Melbourne aren't as lucky in the no. city. Um, you got a couple more weeks, don't you? But um. Uh, yeah. Isn't it one more week? We'll see. Who Maybe knows, one right? more week. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, the but, numbers um, are pretty good. Like, who knows, right? It yeah, is what it is. Um, yep. Otherwise, yeah. all good. Yeah, yeah. Like lockdown has yeah. meant that I've watched. I think this week I've watched like twenty-one movies according to Letterbox. So lockdown has meant that I've uh, just been <laughs> at home, just watching a shitload of movies. Um, <laughs> Twenty-one's a lot. So uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of uh, my cat just walked past, just like raising her head because, like, the house isn't entirely. There, there could be some gardening that could have been done in this time, but <laughs> <laughs> instead, I'm watching, you know, Back to the Future again. So, what what can you do? <laughs> I, you know, speaking of gardening, I actually went out to do a little bit more of the the great the the great steps and the great wall yesterday. Oh, the oh, steps, yeah, yeah, yeah. the brigade. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I um. <laughs> I took it easy. I didn't want to do my back again, but there, yeah, still, still, still moving. So, yeah. Well, on my side, the uh, the uh, the highlight of the last few days has been just the race to watch all those movies <laughs> at the same time as you guys, <laughs> just catching up and watching movies, uh, watching movies. Well, we watched we yeah. watched some of the same ones, didn't we? Like when we were yeah, we were yeah. communicating, we were chatting with each other, we were texting, <laughs> and we were like messaging each other. We we're like, all right, yep. 
I'm going to watch this one. Benoit watched it. And then I watched something last night and I saw Charith <laughs> watch the same one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And I think you, you already know this because I've sent it to you, but I've just been stalking both of you all week. <laughs> like, I've yeah, been, I've been doing the same. <laughs> on Letterboxd, I'm like, me too, me too. I'm like, oh, you know, Benoit's watched Elysium and Ex Machina over the last two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I see what Charith gives, gives five stars for and I'm like, ooh, I've got to take that away from him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh man so look let's let's crack on because obviously we're both yep. just eager to go on the draft we'll go through so we've got a listener question from peter again my friend pete from radio lock he's asked mm-hmm. an interesting question and he's actually a movie guy he's not necessarily a watch guy but he's maybe uh you know well after listening to fifth wrist his question was have you ever seen a movie character wearing a watch so i mean in film and go, that doesn't look right. Yep. Who Benoit. wants to go first? Do you want Benoit. to go? Yeah, Benoit. We'll go yep. Benoit. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big uh, watch spotter in movies. Mm. It's only something I've been doing like uh, very recently. So I don't have specific examples. I must say I was uh, amused in, uh, in Elysium with Matt Damon, which I watched recently. There's the, 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 like, the Minister of Defense is that woman with uh, short hair. Uh, and uh, she's got like a big gold gauntlet, which kind of seems a bit off, but otherwise no. But the, I I I have noticed a watch recently though that on the other hand fits perfectly to the character. Like, and when I saw his watch, I thought, oh gosh, this is like the perfect watch. It's in uh, the Big Year. I don't know if you've seen that one. The Big Year, the bird watching competition. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Big Year. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, with the Jack Black and there's Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. and uh, and Owen Wilson plays this kind of very uh, kind of a vicious bad guy, nearly as bad guy as Shooter McGavin, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, at at one point he well you can see his watch and it's a Rolex Pepsi GMT. I know oh, that's like the perfect watch for these annoying bastards. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought it fitted the role and the character just perfectly. Fair enough. Nice. So, uh, so I'm kind of, of answering the reverse question. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Well, Michael, it sounds like you and I have the same one, so go for it, mate. No, you go for it because I've got a second one just in case. It's not oh, okay. as good, but I've got a second one, so you go for it. So I'm going to go with the, the movie Argo. The you know best picture winner twenty twelve Ben Affleck and it's directed by Ben Affleck as well. He is playing a character named Tony Mendes, a real life character. So the movie's set in nineteen seventy nine nineteen eighty. It's based around the extraction of American hostages in Tehran during a revolutionary time period over there. Um, and Ben Affleck wears a Rolex Deep Sea Sea Dweller. Right, the big boy, the one I'm wearing, yep. a black one, and being a movie set in 1980, and the seed of the deep sea came out in like mid 2000s. No, it was yeah, 2008, yeah, yeah, 2010. It was, it was, it was about 30 years off anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. 30 years off. Yeah. So they're like yep. 30 years ahead, right? So you know, and being a, a deep sea, it's obviously very identifiable. You see it on his wrist. It's actually kind of like pops out on the, in, in the wrist quite a lot in the movie. Um, and being yeah. a deep sea is obviously a big watch. 1980, I don't know if there were any 44 millimeter 
Rolexes in 1980 either. So, no, uh, yeah, it was a poor choice. Yeah, it was just, and it just, uh, I remember seeing in the movie and going, uh, well, this. This is annoying, right? Like it's yep. just this, yep. this yep. is stupid. This is lazy, and you know, particularly like Affleck's the director as well, and he's you know the star and all that stuff. So because of that, that movie definitely shouldn't have won Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, he he should have known better. Like really, like yeah. it's a big big beast of a watch, a Rolex that should be well, and it's got a ceramic bezel which stands out as well. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, my brother and I spotted I that straight get... away, and it was just yeah. like ah. Oh. I don't get how this kind of stuff can still happen. I know. You know, they have uh, guys for props and yeah. uh, and and art directors and stuff. You know, it should be and stylists. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like yep. yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's that's the bit that you know kind of annoys me. There is there are some like cases of watches popping up in period movies. Like it, there's yeah. a I don't know if there's a uh, it's in the eighties. This movie Glory, starring Denzel and Morgan Freeman, and it's a Civil War period American film. And there's actually oh. a shot where you see uh, one of the extras wearing a Casio uh, <laughs> digital watch. Oh, really? Yeah, it's <laughs> quite funny. <laughs> I you did can, not know that. You, you can find you can find stills for it. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, Michael, what what have you got, mate? <laughs> other, other time traveling, man. Yeah, yeah. No time traveling. That's a sci-fi movie. That one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so is yeah. apparently. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I had another one, uh, which is sort of in the in the same topic. Um, Drive with uh, Ryan Gosling. He's wearing. It just seems out of place. A guy like a guy that's doing what he does, just driving this car. It's just just the feel of the movie, and he had like a a Patek Calatrava, which yeah. which we all thought was, but it ended up being a fake. But it yeah. just doesn't look like it's supposed to be in that movie. Like he doesn't look like he should be wearing a, he should be wearing like a, a sports Rolex or something. I don't know. It's just it just it's just a little bit out of place for the movie. The the, the style of the movie, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, so I love the opening scene with the watch because he uses the watch. You know, he's waiting. Yep. He actually uses That's the watch, right. and you hear the ticking yep. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I get it. it it's just I, I think I think that's a Gosling thing because he wears a lot of like. Small vintage watches, right? He does. He yeah. wears like um, Oyster Perpetuals and stuff like that, smaller, like 34, 35 mil. But was it a quartz though? In the, in the movie? Like it was a fake. It was a fake Patek, like made to look like a color Was it a fake like or was it like it's a, a custom fake. thing? Okay. No, no, it's a fake. It's, okay. it's, no. it's, 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 that, that model, yeah, fake. The, if you look at it, it doesn't even exist, that model. So it wasn't even a good fake. It's just a, it's like a sub sub-seconds. And I thought it was a quartz, but I could be wrong there, so... Yeah, I can't imagine yeah. him wearing a fake watch either. No, you, no. you'd you'd imagine so, him wearing like a Monaco or something, or a, like a like a a driver's watch. <laughs> well, it's an interesting choice, isn't it? It would be yeah. good to be a fly on the wall when they were actually putting it on him, and like, I wonder if it was like intentional. That's you know, yeah. because he knows watches, doesn't but he? No, yeah. Now I've 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 not seen that that movie, but uh, would wearing a fake Patek uh, suit to the character? It probably could actually. It could. You know, like maybe he, maybe it's on purpose. Like they put a fake watch. The, the guy wears a fake watch. I don't know. Maybe. Would that be possible? Maybe. I mean, there's no. When you look into it, there's no mention of that. But maybe they, they just, yeah. Maybe that's the case. Hmm. Don't know. It's interesting. Food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good question. Yep. Thanks, Peter. And look, if you have any questions for the show. Like Peter, like we answered so well. We answered so well. We're 
Um, send it through DM it to me and I'll make sure we add it to the next show if you have any better questions yeah Yeah, if you have any questions that Benoit will answer is willing to answer (laughs) rather than giving the complete opposite answer now we've got we've got a little bit of news now one thing that I want to add on to the show the great Rob from Geneva Blue sent on like one of our like forumy type chats he said, mm-hmm. Charith, since you're watching, you know, heaps of movies or whatever, you should do a watch spot of the week from a movie that you watched in the previous mm. week. So I've got one for this week. It's, I watched this movie, uh, this is last week, I watched this movie called Hunter Killer. Have you guys seen this? I can't mm, recall. No. So I, it's a I, 20, 2018 release directed by Donovan Marshall, Marsh, stars Jared Butler, Gary Oldman and Linda Cardellini. So like big cast. And it's a, it's a movie where Jared Butler plays a US submarine captain who's in a standoff rescue mission to rescue the Russian president from a rogue general who's conducted a coup. So the Russian president's been kidnapped and Jared Butler's <laughs> rescuing him in a submarine. Michael, if there, isn't, <laughs> if there wasn't a movie that wasn't written just for you, this is the movie, man. <laughs> I think I did see that. Yeah, it's not I'm great. I'm pretty sure I did see that. It's yeah, not great. No, it isn't. I, yeah. I remember texting uh, Roman straight after this because, one, the Russian accents that were speaking in English were not very good. And I know Roman has a, uh, a tip about the poor Russian accents. But the other thing is that <laughs> Russians apparently speak to other Russians in English. So they didn't, like, bother doing many, like, you know, speaking Russian, having some subtitles. They were like, no... The people that are watching Hunter Killer want everything in English. Anyway, Jared Butler wears a Amiga Seamaster Planet Ocean. Actually looks fantastic on him as a submarine captain. I think that it's actually like a perfect submarine captain's watch. So if there are any submarine captains listening to this, DM us, let us know what is the ideal uh, watch for um, being a sub captain in the US military. So yeah, that's my watch of the week. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Actually, uh, do you like submarine movies, Cherith? I love, well, not this one. Do you I like love the submarine movies? Yeah. They're so tense. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. like claustrophobic and it's, uh, it's yeah, yeah every, everyone's just like the, the lighting, everything's like, yeah, everyone's just on the on the edge in a submarine. There's a word in French for this kind of movies. Uh, we say huiclo. And there's no expression, I think, in English. And it means it's for it's for all these movies which take place in, in just in one room, mm. you know, like the characters are always on top of each other yeah. uh, in the same room, and we call it a viclo. I don't know if there's a specific uh, expression for that in uh, in English, like those tense movies, uh, like I don't know, like Cube, uh, things like mm. that. Yeah, I'm know. not sure. You know? like specifically, yeah. no, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, like obviously movies like. Crimson Tide and Hunt for Red October. Mm. They're, all, mm-hmm. they're all pretty good. Except for Hunter Killer. It's not very good. Just FYI. <laughs> Before we move on, I just I forgot Kim. Kim, a shout out to Kim. Um, guess on appreciating time. She uh, she wanted us to say hi to hi to Charith and hi to Benoit. So Oh, hey. thanks. Yeah. She'll be hi, Kim. when when this is released, she'll listen to it while she's working in uh, in Blompon. Yeah. I think I, I think I was, I had, I had a chat with Kim whilst on Alex's live streaming, and oh, she was, yes, she right. was in Blancpain, 
Um, yep, and that's right. Before you got completely smashed. Well, yeah, I'm not doing any more lives. I'm not, you know, what? no, I'm not drinking with Alex at his house for no. a period of time. No, no. That guy can drink. I just, <laughs> good, yeah, no. good choice. I felt, uh, I felt so old the next day. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she, she yeah. mentioned that she, you actually, you actually chatted to her while she was at. Uh, she went out for a little block, block break from watchmaking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. great. So, just a couple of other new stuff. Just like movie stuff, did you guys hear about Amazon buying MGM? $8.5 no. billion US. So uh, Amazon bought MGM. MGM's like one of the, the great old production companies uh, in America, um, and they have some huge properties and back catalogs. The big one, you know, particularly for us, is obviously James Bond. So Amazon, by, by this move, actually owns James Bond. So, wow! Yeah, it's huge. Wow! Huge move in the whole yeah. uh, streaming race. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. In in the streaming race, who's uh, who's on top right now? If it's still Netflix or something else, and if Amazon Prime is going to get more, uh, like, would it really get more popular and bigger with this? Do you think? Or I'd say like yeah. Disney. So Disney's obviously making really big strides because they own so much like mm-hmm. like adding fox yeah um you know since they bought 20th century fox and adding fox already onto marvel and you know pixar and their mm-hmm. own properties and uh star wars and all sorts of stuff so pretty interesting the one that the ones that ha- haven't really kind of done much is apple apple of kind of i think they've had a pretty disappointing start but yeah I don't know. Netflix, I, I think I, I don't know the numbers, but I'm assuming Netflix is still kind of the benchmark from a subscription perspective. Mm. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah, hard to say with, without looking at there's it. There's a there's a new one in in France. I've been seeing adverts from which is a Salto, I think S A L T O. I don't know if that's something on your side too, or, or maybe it's a European thing. Yeah, we don't have that. I think it's Spanish. No. Have you heard of that? No, no? we don't have okay. that. I've man, I've got like I've got way too many. I just need to cut back. <laughs> I've got like at one stage I think I've had like six or seven and I just need to yeah, bring it back to three or four. <laughs> did you see the um yeah. oh, no, a bit of watch a bit of watch news. Did you see the uh the watch did you see the watch that uh Vacheron Constantin uh made for the hundredth anniversary for the American nineteen twenty one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Uh, All traditional uh, methods. Uh, and they just made one piece. Um, yeah, that's the main problem. Why did they only make one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, as a recreation. <laughs> I'm I mean, just wondering. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would have been cool if they said we're going to make a series of 50 or a 100, even if it took a long time. But they, they had to, or, the yeah. watchmakers had to retrain, well, they had to train the watchmakers on some of the old skills and old tools and um, was this because, a while because ago? Of some of the, was this recently? No, this was just recent. Just recent. No, just a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, a couple of weeks okay. ago. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, they took, they took basically um, made this watch like they they remade all the bridges. They had some parts still existing from the original. They had some original hands that they mm. had to blue. They made the dial like they would have back a hundred years ago. The case was handmade, hand engraving, um, on the case, and it was. Yeah, it's it's just a recreation of the original, 
and I think it's I think it's fantastic. But but because watchmakers these days they're trained fairly traditionally, but not that traditionally where you go back a hundred years. Um, so they actually used antique tools to do a lot of the a lot of the um, um, oh, operations, is nice. which is yeah, 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 quite quite interesting. Mm. Do you know if they made it the same size as the original, or did they pump it up? I think they made it the same size. I think that was, I think the idea was to make an exact recreation. Yeah, if you look, okay. it's it's next to the it's next to the new one. If you go if you search it, mm. they've got a picture of the two of them next to each other, and they look identical. There's there's not yeah. So they've just basically remade it to be exact. So yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm wondering if it's going to bring changes to to the line that's you know uh, that the, that they're still making. I think, you know, yeah, from that series, maybe it will bring some changes. Do, uh, do you think? I don't know. Or will they just keep keep pumping them out just like they've been doing the last few years? You mean you mean like just, this or? Yeah, like maybe um, take this model. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, Maybe like change the aesthetics of the ones that they are making in series, uh, you know, to make it like match a bit more to the original. I don't know. I'm wondering. Uh, are, are they are they or much different they to just... the original? Like, what's the obviously? Yeah, the I think the case yeah. is a bit different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the crown. There's you know, um, maybe the size. I've not checked the size, mm. but uh, yeah, it's 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 not quite the same. Not not exactly. So, like, you know, they make one, which is a copy of the original, and then they're still making the others, which have different lugs, and uh, I don't know. Uh, the movement must be different, change, too. Yeah. The movement will have to be different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because this one was, a, the like, the original movement, like the antique movement. Um, it is it is cool, though, Charis. You should get on there and see the video at some stage. Well, yeah, um, I'm just having a look it. at the kind of post, uh, and yeah. I see Woods Watch making being the first comment on top of it. I, yeah. I just finished watching the video for this piece involving so many Christian and the vintage lounge. Such a beautiful recreation. I love and also pays respect to traditional watchmaking techniques. I can only hope to see more of this type of approach from others in the future. Michael. And then, Michael. Signed. And then it's like, just like I did with you, signed. Uh, Michael Woods. Michael Woods. <laughs> the official voice of Michael Woods. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, love, no, no, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll start doing that on my letterbox reviews. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll exactly. See. No, that's 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 a good that's a good shout. Really good shout, Michael. That's great. Yeah, beautiful yeah. face. I thought it was interesting. I'd be it'd be cool to see other companies do this. To see if yeah. they can actually test, you know, get their the watchmakers to do it the like the old school ways. It's a, it's a yeah, it's cool. Anyway, the pity with this kind of stuff is that we just we will most likely never see it in person. You'll never yeah. see it. Yeah, never, never, ever. I think that's okay. I think I think just documenting it and sharing it is is enough. I think showing how some of like talking about the processes that they used to do, you know, used to use and, and actually just going through it for the, even for the watchmakers within the manufacturer, I think is enough. Um, It's an educational thing somewhat. It's nice communication too, because now when you're going to buy a Mm. machine made, uh, uh, (laughs) uh, thinking about the one that was a handmade, I think, oh, you know, it's like real, real artisan and uh, handmade. And then you just buy one that's been, uh, partly made uh, you don't know where or 
you know, well, yeah, maybe a lot of communication more than more than than the rest. I don't know if they're going to sell that watch or just keep it in the in the museum. Or yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think what's interesting is because they still do a lot of hand finishing and hand work, but it's just different these yeah, days. They're different tooling mm. used, but yeah, it is. Um, surely that I won't know, go for sale, right? Like, surely that'll be a. a I don't know. Archive Unless they auction it for piece. charity or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, call Kevin Hart. I mean, they've, Kevin Hart they've, comes in. they've they've already got an original though. Like they've already got. They must have. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. they have. Numerous originals, maybe, but Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart I don't. If <laughs> if Vacheron went that low, uh, that'd be it. I don't think they would. I, I think they're they're too classy for that. Oh, a bit harsh on Kevin Hart. Jeez, he's already working <laughs> no. with one of the uh, Holy Trinity. It's, it's not Kevin Hart. It's not Kevin Hart. It's just the idea of bringing a comedian no, no, a comedian did. in to, yeah, <laughs> to to promote something. Who knows what the future holds. No, time will tell. Science fiction, we'll see. Vachon Constantin or uh, selling its soul, maybe. Vachon Constantin did the DC DC collection. Start selling <laughs> some uh, some flash. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm running out. So. Fifth risk is by the community for the community. We would love you to join the crew via our group chat on Slack. Email us at contact at fifthrisk.com and join the movement. That's enough waffling on. Let's do this. So there's a lot of rules here. Let's talk about let's talk <laughs> about the topic first. Yep. Benoit, why did you want to do a sci-fi movie draft? Because when I look at my life, all I read, watch, look into is mostly sci-fi and, and I'll put in fantasy also in there since I was a kid. Like at the moment I'm finishing the One Piece uh, manga. Uh, I've been watching sci-fi movies. I'm playing uh, uh, a deck-building game uh, with my son, uh, which is called Star Realms, which is a great game and science fiction. And I don't know it's just so, something I've always been into, mm. always enjoyed. I don't like police novels. I don't like Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie. I don't like you know like stuff like that. It's not my thing. But I've always been fascinated by. Uh, Generally, sci-fi and fantasy from Tolkien to to Asimov, and a lot of comic books too, and 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 movies, of course. And I think we're all a bit here in, from the same gen- generation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of gr- grown up watching those '80s and '90s movies, which were kind of the, kind of the big re- big renewal of sci-fi at the time. So a lot of influence from there. And I don't know. I just. I think sci-fi is interesting because uh, you know it's it's questioning about who we are, where we come from, where we're going, what's going to, what's the the meaning of life basically, and of and of human beings in general. So, kind of always been fascinated by those subjects. Well, that was a well, very good answer. And <laughs> yeah, the better answer than I expected. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. No, well, well, what did you expect? I was just gonna say, yeah. Fucking looks like aliens and shit. <laughs> that's 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 what I would have said, Charlie. <laughs> that's what you would have said. That's why. That's why I'm, I think I'm going to learn a lot in this in this yeah, episode. I, I think I think I am as well. Um, so for those that haven't figured it out, we are doing a draft on uh, the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Now, obviously, this is a huge topic. We're probably going to miss so many movies that we all love, but 
hopefully you get a little bit of a taste of what we're kind of into. Now, because it's such a broad topic, same rules apply. We all get five movies to pick and we talk briefly about them, but we can only pick a movie from one director. And if that director has been picked, they're off the board. So if I pick a movie from, you know, so-and-so, you know, no one else can pick a movie made by that same director. Yep. Michael Woods, I, I I don't know why I have to say this, but I have to say every time you're on, we can only pick a movie you have actually seen, Michael. Yes, All right? exactly. I've, I've only listed I've only listed movies that I have seen. I made a very good point of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I was actually picking, looking picking at the movies top that you haven't seen just because your yeah. wife told him told you it's a good movie. It's not a, not a, no deal here, mate. I was looking through the top 100 list and I was like, oh, maybe I should list that. And I was like, oh, no, that's right. I haven't seen that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another rule is no comic book movies. We're just going to not put any comic book movies in the the draft. Yeah, Yeah. agree. What, what, What are the comic book movies? I just want to be clear about that. Like Guardians, like comic like, the Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. anything uh, Marvel, basically. Marvel, DC, yeah. you know, like yep. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is is a comic book movie, yeah. but it's also one set yeah, in yeah. space with aliens and stuff like that, right? You know, when you really think of it, all comic book movies kind of have some sort of. A lot of them have, you know, Sp- Superman is an alien. It's not really a sci-fi movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, well, uh, uh, to me, in a in a truly sci-fi movie. There has to be some influence uh, of science, be it technology <laughs> or political science, like an evolution of uh, of our of our current state. So sometimes it's the, the frontier is a bit uh, blurry. Well, this yeah, is the thing, right? Because yeah. some sci-fi movies, like I, I look at some of the movies that Ivan I've written down, and I'm like, is that an action movie? Is that a adventure yeah. movie? You know, it's yep. so it, get, it, it gets a little bit grey. Benoit, you've got every right because it is your draft. You've got every right <laughs> yeah. to to shut us down, and yep. we've got every no, right to it, fight it, you. It, it, <laughs> that that's a good point. It's, if, <laughs> if I mention something and you say no, that's not, then we can argue it, and we can yeah. that. Well, yeah. yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, uh, 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 to me, it's it's quite simple. The good thing about sci-fi is that you can have sci-fi comedy, sci-fi action, sci-fi thriller, mm. sci-fi horror, sci-fi anything yeah, yeah. like a sci-fi uh, police, uh, police detective movies, and it's all good as long as it's sci-fi because they've taken an element of science like time travel or like technology uh, advancements or like meeting alien species in future and gaining technology or even just political. Uh, evolutions of the society and uh, then you're in science fiction whereas where if you look at star wars you know the first thing that appears in star wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far far away it's it's not science fiction anymore it's it's, it's a tale it's more fantasy <laughs> don't, don't say that set in a, <laughs> oh set, uh, no set set in a set in a futuristic space universe yeah but it's not the the evolution of our society. I don't know. I, I think, I think someone will come up I with draw the lines. Uh, I feel like I'm going to fight you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we'll see. Other than that, it's all all the, uh, the usual stuff. So it's we got five picks each. It's a snake-style draft. This week, Benoit has the first pick. 
Uh, I've got the second pick and Michael has the popular third pick. And then we snake back. So, Benoit, the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. Your first pick is? <laughs> first pick. Um, you've all got your pen ready to cross. rule out the, uh, the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to, <laughs> to cross, cross the director. Go on, go on. So, <laughs> Which one is it? You can cross off Ridley Scott. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can cross off so. Ridley Scott. Yep. Now, I could have chosen um, a movie for the young generation, like The Martian, which is a brilliant sure, movie. Yep. I could have chosen a personal favorite of mine, which is Alien Covenant. But I've chosen to go with the classic Alien, <gasps> Eighth Passenger from 1979. <laughs> Benoit. The classic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. You, you know what's really annoying? And I, I, um, I want you to talk about Alien. But you know what you've done? You've taken away my favorite song. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, you're James Cameron. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I've taken away uh, your James. No, no, you've taken uh, away Blade Runner. Blade Runner? Oh. Yeah. Uh, no. Yep. Okay, sorry. sorry. Benoit, tell us tell us about Alien. <laughs> tell us why you picked it first. Just I picked Alien because uh, I think it's kind of a game-changer movie in the way that uh, a lot of um, movies made after take a lot of inspiration from the general structure of the movie, from the scenes, from the kind of action that there is in this movie. And, um, and also there's such a big cult following uh, all the alien stuff that came out since 1979, which is just huge. And it's, it's a real a generation uh, a, a, a step stone. I don't know if mm. you can say that. Yeah, it's a landmark mm. movie, and, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, a landmark movie. And uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Giga, the artist who designed all the all the imagery mm. of the aliens. And, uh, and oh, it's just uh, one of the classics and... There are some some scenes that uh, you just never forget, like that dinner scene, yeah. you know, at the table, and uh, the fight at the end, and also all these scenes in the medical uh, uh, compounds, which you find in so many movies with similarities later on. Yeah. And it's actually one of the only movies I've ever watched with uh, a director commentary on. I don't know if you've ever done that on a DVD. You know, you can watch the movie with the director yeah. commenting at the same time. I generally and it's don't. so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've only done it twice for the Lord of the Rings and for this one, and uh, just so much cool anecdotes from Ridley Scott. Uh, you know, it's, it's 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 just a great piece of cinema. So I know I'm ruling out The Martian. I'm ruling out uh, Blade Runner. I'm ruling out Aliens from James Cameron too. No, no, that's um, still that's still on that's, the board. That's but, the way. Uh, that's James the way Cameron. it is. Oh, that's still yeah, on the board. James Cameron is a different director. He's a separate director altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I, th- I thought that uh, we, we, we couldn't pick a second film from a series. Oh like no, 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 I thought we changed no, it because okay. of the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that'd be okay, that'd be, okay, okay. That'd be way too difficult. Look, <laughs> awesome pick. So, but uh, but Blade Runner. Just to come back on Blade Runner, I've watched Blade Runner. I will say this: I like the pace of Blade Runner. I like the soundtrack and the general aesthetics and the way it's filmed, but I didn't really catch with the characters and the story. Okay. I, I'm the same. I didn't connect with that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the same. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> Blade, Blade Runner is one of probably easily like one of my ten favorite movies of all time. But but just focusing on Alien. So, uh, 1979. Uh, one of one of the great things about Alien is that is 
40 odd years old and it's so watchable today it, it hasn't old. aged you yeah. know a female a female uh, lead in a horror action whatever sci-fi whatever whatever way you want to spin it it's landmark movie in so many different ways Sigourney Weaver Ian Holm and John Hurt and I think Ridley Scott is like the definitive sci-fi director but yeah. Blade Runner Alien True. And alone is enough um, but yeah you did take my number I'm, one pick yeah. of Blade Runner out thanks <laughs> <laughs> And I'm taking out also The Martian, mm. which I have yeah. to kind of give credit to because it's probably one of the best sci-fi movies that came out in the last yeah, few yeah. years uh, with Matt Damon. So, uh, you know, I I really could have chosen for Ridley Scott, Blade Runner, Alien, uh, Prometheus and uh, Covenant mm. and also uh, uh, The Martian. Mm. That, I mean, that's, that's what this draft is about. You're basically, you're, you're picking a director in the end. That's what it, that's yeah, what it, yeah. that's what it comes down based to. On, so, based yeah. on that movie, right? Based on that movie, you 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 yeah, exactly. So, so now yeah. so now that you've said that, I'm thinking about my my pick now because I'm like, do I just pick my next the next movie or do I go to just wipe out a director? <laughs> I'm going to pick the next movie and it's not a prolific director like in the same sense of Ridley Scott. My pick is The Matrix 1999. Ooh, Ooh. Yep. I've gone for the Matrix, and it's not necessarily see <laughs> paper movie. It's yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've, <laughs> yeah. I've gone for the Matrix mainly because it was the sci-fi movie of my generation, right? Like, as in when I was, you know, when I was old enough, and I was watching the Ma- like I watched the Matrix at the movies. I remember the build-up to it. I don't know if you remember that that advertising, just going, "What is the Matrix?" Yeah, simple writing. Yep. Oh, it was so it was so good pre social media. It was such a build up, and then it comes out. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Lawrence Fishman. It's directed by the Wachowskis, and it started this whole cyberpunk anime, putting some religious undertone into this. And it was like it was like a new way of talking about the Terminator stories with like the man versus machine stuff, but you know in a in mm-hmm. a cyber world, and and then kind of bringing in kung fu choreographers that did a lot of Jackie Chan movies in the past. It was just a cool movie. It's a landmark movie. It's a oh, landmark absolutely, movie. Um, and it's one of the most yeah. imitated movies, influential movies of all time. The Wachowskis from a sci-fi perspective they did cloud atlas and they did jupiter ascending i'm not sure i don't think they're going to make anyone's list the make and then obviously they did the matrix uh sequels they are doing the fourth matrix movie or or one of them's doing the fourth matrix movie this year money 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 yeah so (laughs) it's all for money (laughs) mate it's the it's the keanu reeves the month of keanu reeves he's got a new john wick and a new matrix let's go but uh (laughs) But yeah, a lot of money, a lot of money. And it, I wasn't a huge, I wasn't a big fan of the the sequels. Like the third one just pissed me right off. Like I just didn't like it. The second one had like that car chase. They had a couple of moments, um, but overall, it wasn't nearly as good as what the first one did. And also the soundtrack. The soundtrack was a banger. So yeah, yeah, with with Prodigy oh, and yeah. stuff. I I have to say that I love the second one, probably the most. Really? Okay. Because of all that, uh, yeah, the with the highway yeah. Uh, scenes, oh, yeah. yeah, the car chase. And I remember it made the headlines at the time because they built like a seven-kilometer highway in the middle of nowhere mm. to film that part. 
And uh, yeah, I really like that one. And I, we were talking a bit about it before the show, Charith, but I like the way that The Matrix is still one of those you know, not so slick, a bit grungy kind of sci-fi movie yeah. with not too much uh, CGI, which makes it a bit rough. And that's a really, really good thing. And we don't see that. Well, they use CGI now. in a whole new way, right? Like it was a new way of CGI. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, filmed, in, filmed in Sydney, filmed in Australia. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, quite a few Australians yeah. in that movie. So, yeah. Yep. There you go. All right, Michael. Yeah. You it's got two so picks, tough. Mate. It's so tough. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been looking over the list because I didn't decide on a, on a way to go until now. I'm just thought, I'm going to start <laughs> crossing them off and then decide. I literally have changed just, the way I'm going now. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm doing it on the fly completely. That was a great pick with the Matrix too, because that was like that. I remember that in the cinema and just thinking, that, it had everything, didn't it? Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I've been going back and forth, and I'm just going to go for one of my favourites, Predator, uh, by John McTiernan, um, 1987, Arnold Schwarzenegger, a, a great cast of um, like mercenaries, basically. Um, we we should all know what Predator's about. Yeah, basically going into a, the jungle and fighting, fighting, fighting an alien. Um, I just thought this was, yeah, this was so big for me when I was a kid. This is like, I must have been about ten, I suppose, when I first saw it. And um, yeah, it's just I, I watched it the other day and it's still got it. It's still got it. There's some fun, there's some there's some comedic scenes in it really like yeah. you know knock knock and stick around <laughs> yeah. you know that's where that, that sort of stuff started this sort of comedy in the in the action movies with Schwarzenegger but um I just thought the special effects for its day was were actually pretty good as well mm. this this predator being like yeah. a chameleon sort of predator it was just I thought it was really really fantastic and you you look at behind um the backstory with um the fact that Van Damme was going to be Predator originally as well, which mm. would have been just weird, just mm. too short, um, <laughs> athletic. But yeah, they they went the right way with getting this big guy that looked like you know he he looked another foot or two taller than Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, fantastic movie. I mean, yeah, I, I just I, I saw it the other day and I was like that Gatling gun. I had to show the kids. I was like, look at this Gatling gun. It's like six <laughs> barrels. It spins and. Basically, like fire coming out of it. Um, yeah, and like huge. Car- like, have you heard the stories of? Because obviously, everyone in that movie, like Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura, the wrestler, and yep. Bill Duke, and all these guys, like they're yep. all huge dudes. And yep. did you hear the story? Like, they were always trained. They all had like their own gyms, setups, and things like that. And they were all pumping up, like to like look bigger than the other guy. Yeah, in the movie. Well, if you- <laughs> Yeah, if you look at the, if you watch the making of it, it's a really good making of actually the Predator. Mm. They apparently Schwarzenegger had them up every morning, running so many miles and working out. And yeah, there's some cool, there's some funny stories behind that. Like Schwarzenegger would would say to someone in the in the crew to tell Jesse Ventura that his his arms are actually bigger than Arnold's. You know, his biceps. Yeah, and then. And then Ventura would go back and say to Schwarzenegger, "You know, I bet you that my my biceps are bigger than yours." And of course, Schwarzenegger would win, win the bet. You know, won a bottle of champagne or something like that. But I used to just quote. We used to, as kids, we used to quote so many lines off this movie. Like we'd just be like, "Stick around and over here, over here, over here. It's in the trees." You know, 
just, yeah, it's just it's it's a bit of a dumb movie, but at the same time, it's oh, so entertaining. Great. Yeah, uh, it's uh, direct and, and yeah. So I was just going to say, eighty-seven, yeah. directed by yeah, John McTiernan. John McTiernan hasn't done any other real sci-fi movies. Last Action Hero. Well, there's Rollerball, no? There's Rollerball. Oh, yeah. But, okay. Sorry, right? guys. Okay, well, sure. Rollerball. Last Action Hero, I suppose you could consider but, yeah. that. Last oh, Action Hero yep. is not sci-fi. That's more fantasy. Yeah, I'd yeah, say it's more fantasy. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Fair but, enough. But this is a part of, and I've mentioned it before, like this is a part of the great John McTiernan four-year run where he does Predator, yeah. Die Hard, and Hunt for yep. Red October. It's just yep. sick. What's really cool about Predator is the way in pop culture how he managed to... to to take its place with the alien, you know, like in Alien versus Predator yep. in movies, but also yep. in That's right. in 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 video games, in comics, and uh, I don't know I I spent hours playing with friends uh, on PC uh, on on <laughs> Aliens v Predator, such a cool video game yeah, right. <laughs> where oh, yeah. where you could play either the alien. <laughs> And walk on walls and like yep. have a special vision, or the predator with all the weapons, or just the human guy with a machine gun. And it, it was just so much fun <laughs> playing online on this game and you know, like for like a, lo- a local online playing. Um, and I guess there's this whole universe that got created with the aliens and the predators, which led to shit movies, yep. but which is fun nevertheless. So very iconic, yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, the uh, yeah. good, good, uh, yeah. good watch movie as well. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, and it is. and and the sequel is pretty good too. I like the sequel. I I don't know who, yeah. who directed it. It was uh, it was um was that the one with um Gary Busey and um who's the guy out of Lethal Weapon again? Uh, yeah, I'm just um, looking at it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's from Stephen Hopkins. Is that right? Predator 2, no. I'm just looking through it. Predator oh, 2. I don't know. Uh, yes, yes, from Stephen yeah. Hopkins with Danny Glover. Yeah. Danny Glover. Danny Neil Glover. Paxton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually liked that and it got a lot of shit because it was set in the city and it was it was different. But I liked I, it. I didn't yeah. mind it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I, I watched it a few times. Um, it's a yeah. good sequel and that's... Yeah. It is. It is. It's not as good of as course. number one. I mean, number one has so many... Really cool scenes. Yeah, no. good pick. Right. Yeah, good, good pick. pick. Good yep. psycho. Good psycho pick. Yep, because you're a psycho man. <laughs> well, I've I've actually got one of those. I've got the one prospects. of the watches. I think the yeah, cool. the the one hey. Schwarzenegger wore. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I was going to say it's two psycho movies, but it's Casio's in the first Alien. So no, you have Casio in the first Alien. I don't yeah. know in yeah. in your choice, Charith, if there's a watch. Uh, in the Matrix, the, the Matrix? Yeah, there's a Nokia phone. No, 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 no. <laughs> there's the Nokia phone. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> That's the only thing that hasn't aged well in the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, All right. your second pick. Oh, man. I just changed it last <laughs> second. Um, I'm going to go Schwarzenegger again. I'm going to go 1984. So I was only five years old. Yes. Terminator yes. 1. James Cameron. By James Cameron. Yep. Yep. I think this one was a bit of a game changer as well. Um, um, Yeah. Sorry, I haven't prepared notes for these movies. I'm just sort of going on the fly. But I think it was interesting because you you can talk about Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 being so different in the way that you look at Schwarzenegger. Because in the first one, he's just like, 
he's you're afraid of him, especially as a kid. I was just like, this thing is unstoppable. It just keeps coming. <laughs> and then in the second one, he's like a hero, you know. Um, but yeah, I thought this was this was one of those movies that that, that changed changed. Yeah. Movie uh, to me, uh, Terminator is is probably my favorite movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger ever. Yeah, the yep. first one. Yeah, yeah, the first one. Well, T two T two is really really good. I just think Terminator One, um, for me, was more. Um, it was more important for me. I think. Okay. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Um, yeah, and then of course James Cameron was. You know, I, I loved Avatar as well. Aliens. Yeah, Aliens. Like, yeah, James Cameron. Did There's a, a in yeah. in the first Terminator. What's good is the is is the build up until the end when he comes out of the flames. You know, and it's like all Rob's eyes, and yeah, that that's is right. just so mm. so damn freaky and awesome. And uh, when that happens, you just th- you're just thinking, well, how are they going to get rid of it? You know, <laughs> it's like unstoppable. Exactly. Yeah, I, it's, it's a movie I really really appreciate, and uh, you know, it's become cult too. Like so much memes and uh, and and funny videos about you know Sarah Connor and stuff like that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, just a classic. Yep. You guys have taken Blade Runner, and now you've taken Terminator Two from my board as well. Oh, oh you prefer I the second one? At James Cameron. Oh yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I do. Look, it's the first violent movie I was allowed to watch <laughs> as a child. So, and I just watch it all the time. And and then I remember, you know, that whole scene where the T one thousand puts that blade through the guy that yeah. the stepdad yeah. or the foster dad and it goes through the milk. I remember my mum walking yep. walking in on me and me and my <laughs> sister and the other kids all in the other room, in the kids' room, watching that scene over and over again, rewinding it, watching that scene. And she's like, just shouts at my dad. And and now they're not married anymore. So um, right. that, that wasn't related to that. But anyway, um, yeah, 1984, Terminator, James Cameron, Linda Hamilton, Michael Bean, Arnold Schwarzenegger, obviously. So you've taken off Terminator 2, Avatar. Aliens. The Abyss is another yeah. is another um, good. Yeah, The Abyss, that's right. Yeah, good. And then obviously uh, Aliens. Aliens. Huge. But you know what? Huge. Like, If I'm looking at James Cameron's list, I would probably say as a rewatchable, Avatar would be my favorite. That was... That was huge when it came really? out. Um, okay. Yeah, that's like the way that was oh. made. It was so well made. Um, love it. But but as far as importance and how it impacted me, Terminator One was yeah. That was I think, definitely the one. I think I think you're on, on your own with that. Yeah. Topic, man. I've watched. I've, 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 I watched too much Japanese sci-fi to to appreciate <laughs> that kind of uh, green energy Hollywood shit from Avatar. Sorry. <laughs> it put you in this other world it put you in this other world that's and i like sam worthington was good in it i um, see you i don't sam know if i liked any of the sam worthington was sam worthington in it he was fine i see you i see you <laughs> damn how cheesy i no, see no, no, you no. do you know what but Too do cheesy. you know what if you like I'll, I'll i'll tell you my thing when i saw avatar at the cinemas in imax with the whole everything like the 3d stuff mm. it was it was amazing and then when i it's like impressive. when i got it on blu-ray and i watched it at home it just kind of was not the same for me so that's true that was, that's yeah, true that was yeah i understand um okay all right here we go second pick Charis. my second pick 
do I take do I take one strategically just to <laughs> just for Benoit or no, do you know what? Okay, I'm gonna go with no, do you know what, Benoit, you can have it. I'm gonna go with Back to the Future. Oh 1985, Robert Zemeckis directing Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, um, obviously the time travel the 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 great time travel story of our life, the iconic score by Alan Silvestri. It's just a it's just a movie that you can chuck on and you're gonna feel good. It's just a it's just a nice fun movie. Um, I know Michael, you showed it to your kids for the first time this week. Last night. Last night. Last night. And I'm just yep, like, we actually I can't had a movie wait night to... with the whole family. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. It's, like, it's one yep. of those movies that I've just got on my list. Like my kids are too young, like to sit through it. But uh, it's like one of those movies that's just top, uh, very high on my list of like, I need to show them. This is what a really mm. great movie looks like. The fact that Michael J. Fox came into it after filming like he wasn't the eric stoltz was the original star of the movie um and eric stoltz is obviously a serious actor and you know much uh, doesn't have the same like lively charming charisma that michael j fox is who is you know probably the most likable actor right you can't hate him um yeah and uh so and the fact that you know after like a good chunk of filming they were like all right we need to reshoot there was someone else and Michael J. Fox came in. Um, he was already a big star from TV and he, he found the time to come in. It was it was amazing. And Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, yeah, just an iconic movie. Robert Zemeckis from a sci-fi, obviously Robert Zemeckis has got a great career as a director. Mm. From a sci-fi perspective, it's pretty much the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, um, Contact. Oh, contact, sure. Yeah. Contact, contact. I love contact, man. That was that was awesome. Which one is that? Uh, I must say, I didn't have uh, Jodie Foster. I didn't have the Back yeah. to the Future movies in my list. I'm really. I'm, uh, I ah. I think they're enjoyable, but I didn't. I never had a really strong connection to them, and I've been wanting yep. same same as you, Charith. I want my kids to watch them because I think it's important and it's yeah. great cinema anyway. Yeah. Um, but my wife has a problem with time travel movies. Like she just she, okay. she just gets confused, <laughs> and uh, and then she just gets, hang on, but but if they change the past and then the future and then the and then the, no and then like I think she asks herself to there's so, to, there's so many holes to pick yeah, yeah and that's that's what's that's what's brilliant with Back to the Future <laughs> yeah. though it's like that that like introduced me to time travel in such a simple way I think I'm pretty sure this is the first movie that did it mm. and. I saw that with my daughter last night and I said, and I actually said to her, look, yeah, because if they do that there, that's going to happen <laughs> 30 years into the 25 years. In the future. And she was, her face was just priceless. She turned to me and she, her mouth was open. Just like, what? <laughs> like I could see her mind just like exploding, you know, uh, it was, it was cool. Mm. It's good to see. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, Benoit, your second pick. Uh, I think I know which one you left for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go. Do you want me to say for, it? Yeah, go ahead. Say it. <laughs> Space Odyssey? Yeah. I, it's a very serious and uh, maybe very typical choice. I don't know if, uh, Michael, you've seen 2001 or not from Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. yeah, I have. And I didn't And I didn't connect with it. I just, it's not it's something I would want to even watch again, which is so weird because I always see it as one of the great movies of all time and 
certainly sci-fi as well and i just didn't i, connect I with think it. it's also linked to the to how i saw it and i i talked about it in my desert island i think um because i saw yep. it on an old mm-hmm. uh, on an old uh, cinema tape i don't know how you call them bands and it was uh, yeah i yeah no it's just the if you talk about sci-fi it all comes down to this movie i think everything that's been done and it was a another landmark movie at the time it hasn't aged on many levels apart from the furniture design uh, and the clocks <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, it's true, yeah. yeah but otherwise uh, the space scenes i mean if you watch a recent space uh, space uh, sci-fi movie or, or 2001 it's it's like uh, just as good and uh, yeah just you know it's uh, about it's it's really the sci-fi movie and story about the meaning of uh, of life uh, of uh, of intelligence of uh, what humans are meant to do um uh, yeah just uh, yeah just a great a classic a masterpiece and so many references i think all all movies that were made into space or talk about space travel made after that takes some kind of inspiration from this movie and i really like slow paced yeah. Slow-paced movies with uh, with long scenes. It's something I really like, and uh, there aren't many films today that uh, you know. It's 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 all very fast-paced, a camera on the shoulder movies nowadays, and just seeing this very calm, three-hour-long, lots of poetry, music. Uh, no, it's, it's it's a whole. Strauss. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, just a mythical sci-fi. Everything's inspired by that one. Any every modern sci-fi has some kind of inspiration from this movie. And uh, from Stanley mm. Kubrick, I could have chosen a Clockwork Orange, too, which is an interesting movie. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, I guess, you know, if it's sci-fi, it has to be 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's my second pick. And it's so it's so open to interpretation. Yeah. Like, it, you, you can watch it five different times and have a different experience. Do you want to hear something um, interesting... Benoit, and I think I mentioned this the last time you were on the podcast. Like, this is probably like up there in the movies I wish I want to see at a, in a cinema, mm-hmm. and I've obviously never seen it in a cinema. So they were having a last week. They were going to have, or this week's, oh no, the end of last week, they were going to have a um, a showing of this in seventy mm. millimeter original print oh. at the Astor Cinema in Melbourne, which is like a great old oh, cinema yeah. in Melbourne. And then, and I was ready. I had, I was oh. like, got my ticket. I was gonna go see. And then I was like, down. gonna send you the message and everything. And then fucking lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> but look, so I think I'm just destined not to see this. No, no, just, no. But please do because it'll it'll be back. Please do because that that's how I saw it, with you know like the band coming to an end and the guys changing it in the room, and then putting the second part yeah. on and the oh man, it's just magic. But uh, yeah. Do do go and see it if they reprogram it. But it's see, it's funny how a worldwide pandemic, which is a sci-fi kind of theme, a recurrent theme, mm. has that impact on you watching two thousand and one Space Odyssey. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like a, we, yeah. we are living a kind of science fiction uh, period at the moment with the COVID. Um, Absolutely. So. No, it's kind of funny, but I hope that you get to uh, to see it, and then you'll probably have a totally different view on the on the movie. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm sure I will. Good pick. 
Okay. All right, Benoit, your third pick. My third pick. Uh, I'm going to go deep again. <laughs> this is like a really deep start of the draft. He's going to go nuts afterwards. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to choose a Japanese movie by Mamoru Oshii. Uh, so Mamoru yep. Oshii uh, is famous for the Ghost in the Shell movies, animes. But I'm not going to choose the mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell movies because uh, I think the, the credit has to be given to, to Masaru Shiro, the author of the original comics. Whereas Mamoru Oshii did a brilliant movie called Avalon in 2002. Uh, which is about virtual reality video game, and it's like a quest uh, of the of the main character, which is a woman lead. I, I won't pronounce the names because it's all Polish, unpronounceable uh, stuff. And but she's called Ash. What's it called? Avalon. Yes, Avalon. A V A L O N. I haven't seen it. Cool. It's it's an it's a bit of an indie overlooked sci-fi movie. Hmm. Uh, so basically, Ash. W- plays this kind of virtual reality a video game and she's uh, like a specialist in that and uh, she finds trace in the video game of an old friend of hers and an old lover that had disappeared in the last levels of the because the, because they kind of breaking the game to go further and some people disappear so she finds a trace that he might still be alive so she goes out lo- looking for uh, for her so it's not really action there's a bit of action there's it, because it's kind of like a like a counter strike game mm. and basically all the way through the through the movie it merges between reality and the video game and the virtual reality and uh, i won't spoil anything about at the end but when you come out of the cinema it's like a hit in your face basically so if you watch that one i recommend really like watching it with the headphones in the dark getting really deep into the movie to to appreciate it but not watch it on a phone uh, you know in a, in a, in a tram or something so uh, no, God, no. yeah and uh, yeah just uh, but like Mam- mamura mamura oshi was on my list for ghost in the shell because of ghost yeah for ghost in the shell yeah 1995 hmm. I, I think ghost in the shell is like one of the most you know we're talking about influential like and i've already mentioned the matrix like the matrix and a lot of other movies, one that I've still got on my list, so I won't say, is very influenced by Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, the whole cyberpunk yeah. kind of look. And uh, the it, it talks a lot about artificial intelligence and the limits between the cyborgs mm. and life. And it's, uh, I, I had, I've, I've been lucky enough to own and to read the, the original manga comics before seeing the animations. And, uh, and uh, yeah, the, just uh, the reading of the, of Ghost in the Shell is a is a must read, and also uh, well, uh, the two uh, animes from Mamoru Oshii are great, and also there's the TV series a standalone complex, which is absolutely brilliant. So if uh, if you ever manage to find that one, uh, I think it's like ten or fifteen episodes, and uh, it's like the follow up of the first movie. It's just, it's it's just brilliant. So yeah, Ghost in the, the Shell, but. I I want to talk about Ghost in the Shell in my recommendations at the end more. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Avalon. Okay, I'll definitely. It's on the list. I haven't watched yeah, it. I do check it oh, out. One. It's not that old. No, no, no. It's a no. So it's it's a Polish movie. No, it, but it's Japanese produced. No, it's a, it's a Japanese movie, but it's filmed, and the actors are from Poland, if I'm correct. 
which is pretty. But they're speaking in. I think they're in Polish. Polish. Yeah, it's 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 Polish yeah, yeah, yeah. subtitles. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a niche movie, but uh, yeah, yeah, but it's an interesting, interesting. take on uh, on science fiction, and and what's good is if you know Mamoru Oshii well and the Goose in the Shell, you find some uh, some hints all through the movies. Like you know, he has this basset hound dog in Ghost in the Shell that comes a lot, and you find it in the movies. So, no, it's a it's a great geeky Japanese sci-fi movie, and that's my nice. third pick. That's your third pick. All right, okay. So my third pick. Um, see, I'm thinking more about friggin' Michael's picks more than I, I know. About my picks. I keep looking. At, yeah, I keep thinking, <laughs> what can I take away? But I'm I'm, I'm just going to go for movies. I'll I yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go for movies I like, and I know that you both like this movie, but. I think I like it probably a little bit more than both of you, <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna go with a very modern new movie, and that's Ex Machina. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah, it's a yep. new movie, new later movie. It's the first movie directed by Alex Garland. What a debut! Alex Garland is a longtime screenwriter, so he's been in the game for quite some time, and he's directed this. His second movie, his next movie follow up to this, is also a a really good horror sci-fi movie called Annihilation starring Natalie Portman. So I highly recommend that as well. So that's off the board. But Ex yeah, Machina. very good. Yeah, it's great. Um, and it's available on Netflix actually right now. If you, anyone, Both of these movies are available on Netflix. Um, Ex yeah. Machina 2015, Alex Garland, stars Domino Gleeson, Oscar Isaac and Alicia Vikander. All star-making turns. No surprise, all three of them are done very well since then. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a story. Domino Gleason is a works for a tech company. Um, gets invited to spend time with this reclusive boss played by Oscar Isaac for this kind of week with him, like a networking type thing. But in actual fact, Oscar Isaac is using him to test a new artificial intelligence played by Alicia Vikander in a, just a stunning performance. The whole movie is just weaves between tense, unknowing, quiet, chaotic. It's all like kind of all over the place. And it's it's just um, sometimes it's like a, it almost feels like a love story. You're like, oh, is this a love story? Then you're like, no, is this some sort of thriller? Um, it's just a fantastic performance and it won an Oscar but uh, I personally thought it was kind of a work of art. Great music. Yeah, like I, I love it, as you can tell. <laughs> you guys both watched it very recently. Was it the first time you saw yeah. it? Yep. yep, very good. I actually rented it and then afterwards realized it was on Netflix. I was like, <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> That's good. You paid yeah, for I it. Good for you. I paid for it, yeah. I really was. I was invested into it, you know. I, yeah. I, I loved it. I, I just thought, and Donald Gleeson is um, he's fantastic. He he bought he bought something else to that role. I think mm. that a lot of people he he made it a lot warmer than a lot of other actors could have probably done. I think yeah. he's he's fantastic. So um, yeah, I, I just I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah, it was it was hard to hard to pick any faults. I in fact at the end I just wanted it to extend a little more to see what else happened. But I suppose that's that's. Like most, you always most want good movies, movies to be too long. <laughs> just, I just want, yeah, exactly. I just want everything has to be over three hours, sort of. You know, <laughs> everything has to be an epic. You know, <laughs> I, I, 
I'm, I'm sorry, I just had to switch off for a second because I had an incoming call uh, that was important. But uh, So yeah. I didn't hear what you said about the movie. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that I discovered I re- it. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think it's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Uh, and for mm. a first film, it's kind of crazy. And, yeah, and Absolutely. I, I probably can't find better movies about artificial intelligence than, than this one. And I like the mm-hmm. fact that it's very uh, connected to our modern lives, you know, like search engines and internet and uh, and how we live. But it's not too too mor- mor- moralizator, you know, that, like there's not too much morale in it. You know, it's uh, mm. but it talks about things that are are happening right now, and uh, it's an interesting take on uh, how it can evolve in a good or in a bad way. And I absolutely love the end. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to spoil yeah, yeah, it, yeah, but absolutely. yeah, uh, uh, at the end is is it's like a it's like the end of an opera, you know, of, of an opera. It's mm. yeah, it's surprising, it's, uh, isn't it? It's it's slow. It's oh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Just before just before right at the end, there's a realization yeah. with some doors basically, and you're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like it's shocking. It's like you don't, you didn't expect that, you know. And yeah. and you don't know which way it's going to go because it's dramatic, but you don't yeah. know if it's going to end yep. in mm. in the good way you're thinking or in the or in the bad way. It's no, yeah. it's it's very very yeah. well done, and uh, yeah, mm. very dramatic, yep. very theatrical. Um, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say I like the fact that Oscar Isaac's character. Yeah, the CEO, the the creator, is a mad. He's like a genius guy, obviously, Um, but he's also an alcoholic. And I was like, oh, this reminds me of Fifth Risk, like our whole community. (laughs) This guy, just like a bunch of geniuses, but also probably needs to like just watch the alcohol intake. He's just wiping himself out every night. You know, Um, there's one scene where he's just lying by himself (laughs) in the dark. Just yeah. lined up next to him, <laughs> and, I'm all, and he's just. Like, let's be honest. You just thought about Alex the whole time. You were just like oh, Alex. That's the watch regulator. Exactly. Oh man. That's and then he wakes up the next day. He's him. like punching the punching bag. He's like, oh, I had a big night, so I need to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so anyway, that was yeah, my third. I pick. recommend. Awesome. I recommend yeah. that one too. Yeah. Cool, Michael. Yeah. Your third pick. So. All right. All right. Well, we, I like epics, and I'm going for an epic. It's quite an epic movie. It didn't quite get to three hours, but it was close. Um, and I really enjoyed this 2014 Interstellar. Oh no! With uh, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Michael Caine. Basically, it's Earth has become uninhabitable, uninhabitable, and um, it's in the set in the future, obviously. And they are basically Matthew McConaughey is tasked to. Um, find a new new planet for human, the human race, and it's it really is an epic movie. It travels through a lot of time. Obviously, um, there's a very memorable scene where <laughs> there's a memorable scene where they land on a planet. Which planet was that, Charith? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember, man. And I remember. but it, yeah. and for every for every minute, so many hours or years pass. You know, I I, I thought that was that was cool. But yeah, it was. It's a bit of a father-daughter movie as well, and I always, I'm a, I've got a soft spot for those sort of movies. They just mm. get to me. Jessica so, Chastain. Um, 
That's yep, exactly. That's right, yeah. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, exactly. The Hamiltons. Yep. The Hamiltons play a big role in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The watches. Yep. They, there was a watch that was made for this movie. Well, to to uh, it was like a yeah the, uh, the movie. I suppose it was made after the movie. The Murph. The Murph. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um, Christopher Nolan, obviously. Christopher He's, Nolan. He, he yeah. Did, so he did Nolan's... Hamilton's. Hamilton's made movies for uh, for Tenet as well. For his other movies. Right. So he's a bit yeah, of a Hamilton Yeah, that's right. Guy. Yep. Exactly. So Nolan's obviously done Inception as well. That's another big yeah. sci-fi movie. Mm. Yeah. This this one blew me away in the cinema. Like, and especially the ending was just like, yeah. It was it was a bit emotional. It was it really got to me, this movie. So you so prefer was, this yeah, to good. Inception? I prefer I do. Inception. Yep. Inception. It's yeah, Inception was Inception was cool. And it really is cool. And and to be honest. Very close. I like them both. I really like them both. But Interstellar was a epic that blew me away. Um, I didn't yeah, like Interstellar. Was, yeah, really. I yeah. There's a lot. You know what? There's a lot of people yeah. that don't, and I don't understand why. And it, I suppose it's just there taste. are a lot of people yeah. who firmly believe that Interstellar is the greatest movie ever made. And I'm not lying. Like I don't. I'm, that's not me. Yeah. But there are people who are so obsessed, like Interstellar fans, like. And if I, if you follow, like, watch, uh, sorry, not watch, movie, movie, uh, Instagram accounts, like I, yep. my my Instagram is pretty much watch accounts and movie accounts, right? And and there are people who are they, they often in stories they'll put, oh, what do you prefer, this movie, or this movie? And if Interstellar's on it, it- they vote for Interstellar. <laughs> like Interstellar wins. It's just crazy. There's a podcast that I'm obsessed with called The Old Man of the Three. It's hosted by J.J. Reddick, who's a great basketball player. Right. Um, yep. Plays for, I think he plays for the Dallas Mavericks right now. He used to play for the Clippers. And J.J. Yep. Reddick, and actually they do a draft thing as well. We didn't steal it from them. It's fine. Um, but anyway, they're much more mm-hmm. popular than we are. But anyway, J.J. Reddick is one of those guys who just firmly believes Interstellar is the greatest movie ever made and people come at him in every episode almost going too long, it's too dull, it's not... But I, I get it. No, I get it. I, I would like people to, other than those two things, because like I don't think it's dull, but also length, just give me more. It could have been four hours. <laughs> no, no. But, but oh, what, gosh, do you, no. what do you guys, what do you guys, it'd be interesting to hear if you can pinpoint what you don't like about it. I don't like the fact that I saw the end coming nearly from the start. It seemed kind of obvious with the black hole or what it was going to be about. And I just think it's a bit right. phony and and it, and it's all slick and it's a bit corny. And no, I just didn't appreciate either the way it was filmed or the storyline or the, I, no, it just, mm. no, it just didn't, it, it didn't work at Changi well with me. Right. I, I, I think Rob <laughs> would say, no, it's a, no, I just, I just, no. And then it, there's a lot of special effects in it, which are for the show. And, uh, you know, like yep. I said, I like it when it's a bit more, uh, more rugged, when it's not that slick. It's one of the, one of the criticism I could have made about Ex Machina is that it's maybe just a little bit too slick. Um, but, um, yep. and Interstellar, yeah, no, just the way it's filmed, it's I, uh, just yawn. I don't know. Yeah. I, not interesting. I, I didn't... Uh, yeah, I think I've seen it twice. I'll have to go back and see a third time and just see. You know, if you look at a movie from a different point mm. of view and see what. See all the all the see when he's in the black hole, you no, know, uh, yep. and all the imagery that's used for that, 
I just thought yep. that was like too much. It, it's. I think it's. Well, I understand I, that I part. Think, I don't. I don't fully. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a superficial movie that wants to play in the court of the of the very serious movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, um, I, Look, I, I think yeah, it's a, it's, it's trying to go deep, but it's staying on the surface for me anyway. Whereas right. if you go through a movie like Avalon, which I talked before, which is much more difficult to apprehend, but it goes so far in the in the thoughts of uh, you know what's reality, you know what's uh, what's time. I, I think yeah, maybe if it was a bit more of a comedy. Interstellar, it would have been more fun, but it's just too right, serious yeah. for, for, I, for what it is. I just remember coming out of it from the cinema and just being like blown away. Like it was like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but nowadays, go see any like modern that. sci-fi movie, you're blown away. No, it's, it's, it's no, it's, you're going, it's a, you're going after Michael yeah. Woods. <laughs> no, well, go see, go see. I, can I tell you something, uh, just something funny yeah. in regards to you going yeah. out of the cinema? I remember watching this at IMAX and obviously IMAX in Melbourne, great big screen, but they packed the seats really quite tight. And I remember right. walking out of this with a cramp. <laughs> Such a long movie. <laughs> and my legs, I just got a cramp about three quarters into the movie and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> feeding my calf. Um, I, I Look, it's, you know, you know how you were using the word the term slick, that's a Christopher Nolan yeah. movie. Like all of his movies are really slick, right? Like that's his, he's like the most slick director. Maybe there's one other guy that I might mention his movie later down the line is another slick director of, of today. This is the thing with Nolan movies and this is why you do get people that are obsessed and people, they border the line on pretentious. So yeah. you could either see it as pretentious and overbearing or you could see it as an absolute masterpiece. And I don't think either is a wrong answer, by the way. Like, this is why it's all subjective, right? So, um, yeah, it is what it is. But I don't yeah, think it's, I don't it's, think, it's, I don't it think it's a taste, doesn't it? It's not a yeah, bad I don't movie. think it's a bad no. pick because, yeah. because no. if you put, like, if you put, oh, greatest sci-fi movie of the last 20 years, this... This would make every, a lot of people's lists, you know. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. obviously a, a, a modern. I kind of feel like at the time it came out, it was fairly poor. It wasn't like hugely reviewed because you got to remember this came out after the whole Dark Knight trilogy. So even though the the third Dark Knight movie was like maybe not as successful as the first two, they were still like super successful. Nolan's got all the juice. He can make anything he wants. Like he was getting his, and he still does, but Warner Brothers essentially gave him an open checkbook. And then his next movie was this maybe pseudo operatic sci-fi drama between a father and across different times and black holes and stuff. And people just like, what is this? But I think what's actually happened seven years on, it's aged more and more people are kind of getting obsessed with it. So yeah. Um, who knows? Like maybe in like 15, 10 years time, people look back at Interstellar and go, "This is a masterpiece." Yeah, I think it's an easy to digest movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. actually. That's a good point because if you look, if you compare it to say Tenet, I just watched Tenet for the first time, and I I, I need to watch it another few times because I thought it was entertaining. But I've not seen fuck? it, so I won't. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What the fuck was going on? Like, and, and that, I, I, and at that's, one point, that's I thought the pretentious, right? That was yeah, like exactly yeah. one. I yeah. thought he's just taking it too far. At one thought, at one point, I thought I'm getting it. 
man, I must be pretty, I'm top shit, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got it. But no, nah. and then it lost me again. I was just like, no, nah, too much. Like when you have to think that much about a movie, I think it's gone too far. Like you should, it should, a movie should challenge you, but it should come easy enough that you can still get it. You know, you shouldn't have to fucking study it and, and watch it half a dozen times. I think, I think a movie shouldn't <laughs> force you to think. It should want to make you no. want to think. Like if you watch 2001, it makes you want to think. You know, you, right. you genuinely yeah. think because uh, because you've seen the uh, the movie and you naturally start thinking about uh, these kind of philosophical themes. Whereas if if the, yep. if the movie forces you to think too much, then it's not necessarily a good thing. But I've not seen Tenet, so yeah. I won't. Uh, but just one question: Is there any comedy in Tenet, or just Christopher Nolan just do very? Just, very serious and depressing. Comedy, man. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, no there's comedy. There is, there is just, no comedy. It's just depressing no, all the no. way through, right? <laughs> it's not depressing. No, it is. It's it's quite uh, like I like I like it's visually really nice, and I think that's the same with a lot of his movies. They're mm, visually it's just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's slick. Yeah. It's yep. Beautifully and shot. Everyone's dressed really yep. well. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, everyone looks pretty good. Women don't have a very important role in it. Um, they either they're either they're either dead, dying, or being <laughs> dead, which is pretty much all the Christopher Nolan movies. Good Robert Pattinson performance in Tenet. That's it was yeah. very good. Yeah, I want to yeah, see true. more of him actually. He, mate, he's he's he's, yeah. he's killing it. He's got okay, a lot yep. of stuff coming out. Yep. All right, Michael, fourth pick. Oh, wasn't ready for that one. Oh, all right. You can you can give me these picks if you want. No, <laughs> I can switch it with you. All right, fourth. All right, I'm going to leave my a challenging one for the fifth, if I get to use it. All right, I'm just going to go with something that was yeah impacted me as a kid and just I loved it as a kid. I saw it in the cinema for the first time in Noosa. In on a holiday, and that was what what year was that? That was ninety three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like fourteen. I was like yeah. fourteen, and I remember coming out and just like, oh man, that was cool. Like fourteen year old, like Jurassic Park one. Um, yeah, I I just thought it was you know that impacted me. It was like for the build up to it, where they were going through the the lab and just mm. showing you know basically making dinosaurs from. From Are we calling the, Jurassic the, Park a sci-fi movie? Yes, it is. Well, yeah, it has it to be. It's it's like it's, it's not a adventure fiction. monster yeah. movie. No, it's okay. a sci-fi adventure. Just okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. I'm just checking, guys. It's fine. I'm not yeah. challenging. Yeah. I'm not throwing a, a card out. When it's DNA, you know, it's it's, it's manipulating DNA, yeah. and it was at the time where there was uh, Dolly the sheep that that was cloned too. So you know, it's yeah, it's, exactly. it's very relevant to the period. So I'd say yep, it's yep. sci-fi. And I thought Sam Neill, I love the start of this when they were just, um, Sam Neill was just, with, with Laura Dern, they were looking for fossils, basically. That mm. to me, and as a kid, I was fascinated by dinosaurs and fossils already. So this was just like, oh, cool, they found. And he was talking about the raptor. And then when they went um, onto the island and they started showing how they were distracting, uh, sorry, um, they were, they were getting the, the the blood from the mosquito yeah. trapped in the what is in it amber yeah. trapped in the amber that's it yep and creating dinosaurs and and then the that scene where they came across the the brontosaurus first oh, yeah yes that was memorable very memorable and it was brachiosaurus just, like, just uh was it 
There's actually oh, an interesting was... fact. There's no such thing as a brontosaurus. It was like a. I heard that thing. recently, and I thought and that's. Then, that's and apparently they found. Fact. Apparently they found. <laughs> apparently they found something that looks like that with a long neck quite recently, and they want right. to call it a brontosaurus because let's be honest, a brontosaurus is like a much better name. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But I thought yeah, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum was I was going to say he's amazing. Oh, he's he, so yeah. good. He is, he is entertaining in anything. He yeah, will yeah. just, and he will be Jeff Goldblum in pretty much every movie. And the shirt, and shirtless photos. The shirtless shot. <laughs> he, he's just, he's quirky <laughs> and weird. And he could be in so yeah, many yeah. different types of movies. And somehow he fits in and he's just the, the yeah, it's so, so yeah, good. It's a brilliant movie. Um, it, it was in my it. list too. I think it's a classic family sci-fi. Yeah. Everyone Everyone has yep. to see it. Unfortunately, I think the follow-ups aren't that good. But you just just keep to the first one, and all 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 the scenes have become uh, like a classic, you know, like like the raptors in the kitchen, or like the oh, yep. or like the tyrannosaur. The water, the water cup. Yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah, everything is just so so cool. Great movie. Hmm. Yeah, I th- I think the first one is the best, but um. Yeah, I just remember and, coming out of that with my brother and, and, and Dad. Steven Spielberg. And walking in, walking in the dark at night and Dad scaring the shit out of my brother <laughs> and I. Like saying something like he just saw a dinosaur in the bushes or something like that. <laughs> it's great. It's great value getting Spielberg in the fourth round. Like Spielberg's yeah. done some, yes. he's yeah. done some sci-fi movies. Like obviously, obviously Jurassic Park, E.T., yep. Close Encounters. Minority uh, Report. Minority Report. War of the Worlds. AI. Yeah. Yep. Um, Ready Player One, like he's done some sci-fi movie, yeah. Um, yeah. ET yeah, was on my exactly. list as well, so yeah. yeah. If, if I was to choose between actually, ET actually, or Jurassic Park, I would have probably said Jurassic Park still. Yeah, yep. That to me, I was going to say, yeah. uh, I would say Jurassic Park as a movie. Like I yeah. much prefer Jurassic Park, but yeah. when I was thinking of sci-fi, like specifically, like the. And I, I know Jurassic. We've decided that Jurassic Park, of course, is a sci-fi movie. But when I was thinking mm-hmm. of sci-fi, I just always kind of gravitate mm-hmm. towards ET. It's a close call between the the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, he did I the War of the Worlds that remake. One. That's a sci-fi <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, I actually yeah. liked. Uh, like a lot of people didn't like War of the Worlds or Minority Report. I liked both of those. Minority Report's um, well. Loved, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That, that was really that cool. That scene, um, that scene where yeah. they finally land and everyone's running up and down the street and there's that shot where someone's holding a camcorder and it falls down and you see people getting blasted. It's like classic Spielberg yep. in War of the Worlds. Yep. Um, that was a great scene. I just, yep. I, I just think War of the Worlds yep. is like a really hard movie to, hard story to make. Um, but yeah, no, good yeah. pick with Jurassic It's a great build-up. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah great thanks. Pick. Great cast. There's like... Samuel Jackson's in it. Wayne Knight, Newman's in it. Like it's a, it's a nice, nice cast and yep. great music as well. So good pick. All right, nice. my fourth pick. I'm gonna. You guys are picking some classics. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to another recent movie, and it's a movie that really affected me quite a lot. Like I really, I've, I it was like a movie that I watched. So I, I do this quite a few times, but it was a movie that I watched at the cinema. I left the cinema and I bought another ticket and went back in. Um, wow, and that's wow. Arrival. I know you like that. 2016. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yep. I like it. Um, 2016, uh, Denis Villeneuve, who's the other slick director that I was mentioning, <laughs> um, other than uh, 
He's and I kind of feel like he's the even though he's like the anti Nolan, like even Nolan are kind of going head to head. Really, um, they're really kind of bidding for the sim for similar work. And yeah, Denny Villeneuve's work kind of speaks to me a little bit more because he does the action stuff really well, but he does the quiet moments really, really well. And I don't think he's done it any better than in Arrival. What I love about Arrival is it's an invasion movie, but it's not an invasion yeah. movie. Um, it's obviously, it's literally an arrival, what it's called. And rather than having dudes with guns trying to figure out this whole problem or this, is it a problem or not with these uh, giant ships that have landed in on Earth, the, the heroes and the protagonists of the movies are intellectuals. It's, uh, you know, Amy Adams plays a linguist. Um, you got Jeremy Renner and Forrest Whitaker in the movie as well. And it's about yep. them figuring out how to communicate to these creatures, what they want to do why they're here my one of the bits that i really love about it is that opening scene when these giant amazing looking ships like it's a stunning mm. stunningly shot movie these amazing looking ships land on earth and the mayhem it causes and i was <laughs> thinking like that is yeah. exactly how it would happen yeah if that yeah. happened on in our exactly. in world right now that is like we would all have that exact same reaction. Like we would not know what to do. People would probably like you. You look at bloody supermarkets and toilet paper in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Even though we're allowed to go to the supermarket, we're we're allowed to go to the supermarket, but people are still. Imagine if bloody aliens landed on Earth. <laughs> like no toilet paper. <laughs> exactly. Regardless of their intention, we would go mad. We would go nuts. We would buy a shitload of toilet paper. That's all we would do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's based on a short story by uh ted chiang uh, i've read the short story hi highly recommend it you can watch you can read it online yeah it's just a it's a beautiful beautifully shot movie and obviously there's this whole twist element in it which i won't get into mm. but for people that haven't seen it it uses yeah. time and layers and very good yeah, twist. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah i highly recommend it too i don't like it as much as you because i thought some of the dialogues were a bit poor especially near the end, kind of fell into very low-level dialogues, I found. <laughs> but otherwise, it's a fantastic uh, fantastic sci-fi and a different kind of sci-fi movie, which is always interesting. Yeah, I think the language the language was a very yeah, interesting part yeah. of the movie, wasn't it? Between the aliens. Mm. And, yeah. and, and but, very um, realistic too, Yeah, as you said. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. It's a striking movie, like... Mm -hmm. Again, it's one of those movies. I think it's 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 available for streaming if you if you haven't seen it. You know, watch it at home. Make sure you, you know, darken your room and make yeah. sure you really kind of crank in. Get rid of your phone and really focus on it. It's such a it's a really striking movie. I think it didn't get much press when it came out. It kind of flew below the radar. No, I don't remember it being like a hit or do you know. I think it got a lot more post release. Mm -hmm. It was nominated for quite a few Oscars and whatnot, but I think it got a lot more love after Become a Geeks type of uh, movie, you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? As opposed to Aliens. <laughs> In Inception, which was like a massive, uh, like, yeah. well, like Inception, which was, yeah. even though Inception does that kind of, like that was a big hit, had Leo and all sorts of stuff, right? Well, this was a little bit kind of more subtle. Denis Villeneuve directed Blade Runner 2049 as well. Which I've not seen. Yeah, yeah which again is uh, another beautifully shot movie done by Roger Deakins. I don't know if Deakins did Arrival as well. 
you know, one of the great cinematographers of all time. And and and, Dune, and he's got Dune coming out. So yeah. he's got the big task of uh, trying to adapt one of the hardest hardest stories to adapt. Everyone's tried and failed. So yeah. we'll see how he goes here. Yeah. That should be interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, it should be. Mm. So good choice. That's me. So it's Benoit. Yeah. Your final picks. Four, fourth and fifth. Okay. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, mm. I'm going to go for an all-time classic, old movie from 1973 by Richard Fleischer called Soylent Green. So I don't know if you've seen that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have, yes. Yeah, it's, oh, I haven't. It's one of my favorite like vintage uh, sci-fi movies um, with Charlton Heston. And uh, basically, the resources on Earth are getting lower and lower, and the population have to 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 eat like colored discs made of different kind of um, uh, food, and uh, mm-hmm. and there's like orange and red discs, and they just came out this big corporation that makes these 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 food discs with uh, green discs or soylent greens, which people are fighting over because it's much more nutritive and supposedly made from uh, from algae and plankton and it's basically a police story uh, where Charlton Heston is going to find uh, uh, someone who killed uh, one of the one of the politicians if I remember correctly and then he'll discover a lot of things about the society they live in it's a very very dark and grim future but it makes for some mm. awesome scenes and that dinner scene uh, where the where he's eating yeah. with his father is just such a classic, classic scene, and uh, just uh, the whole reflection of the movie about death, about overpopulation, about uh, that kind of post-apocalyptic world is uh, it's still uh, it's still relevant today, and I just think it's the it's a great classic to uh, to rewatch, Soylent Green. I'll have to I'll have to try it out. Listen, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let the I'm just gonna let the dogs out. Just be one moment. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say it's quite quite a terrifying and grim thing, and obviously, uh, with you, you haven't spoiled what. Yeah, I don't the, want to the, the big <laughs> the big reveal is, but uh, I'm assuming you know some people haven't seen it, so it's worth it's worth the watch. I think it's available on most. I think it's on Netflix actually. Yeah, probably I've not. It's checked available on, on most uh, things. Yeah. It is owned by MGM, so it'll probably be uh, on, on on Amazon at some point. Um, and yeah, obviously, uh, obviously uh, Charlton Heston. So yeah, it'll probably be on Amazon once the uh, MGM money goes through. <laughs> but it's 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 an old movie, but it's totally rewatchable today because it's not a big special effects movie either. So it doesn't get that old on on that point. Of course, you know some things have aged. Did you think it was a little like, slow? Oh, did you find it a little <laughs> slow at some point? Am I going to get twenty minutes into it and just be like, um, it, "No, it's and turn not, it off"? I mean, you know, it's from the early seventies. It's not a fast-paced movie we're used to now, so yeah. you just have to take yeah. that into yeah. account. Uh, otherwise, it's uh, just no. It's it's just worth it, even if if you're kind of impatient at the start. It's still worth it because there's some yeah some great scenes. It's nicely filmed. It gets to the point. It's very um, dramatic. No, uh, I I think it's one of the most overlooked sci-fi mm. m- uh, movies uh, today. 
I'm a very patient person. Like I will, I will sit through. I've, I've sat in, I've sat, I've sat in movies before when people have fallen asleep next to me, and yeah, like mate, you'll be disappointed. So, it's only an hour and a half. It's long. only an hour thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Not too long. I know. Well, that's just one of those movies where I'd watch two movies in the one night. You know. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, like with uh, Richard Fleischer. He he kind of was known for these B grade, like see no evil. He he ended up finishing up with a couple of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, the early Arnie's movies. He yeah. did Conan and mm-hmm. Red Sonja and things like that. So not necessarily um sci-fi movies, but he did a lot of like fantasy yeah. Vikings and things like that. So yeah, it was a bit of a like a left turn for him, and I think he did a good job. Mm-mm-mm. Interesting pick. And the, your final yeah, pick, my final pick Benoit. is difficult because there are so many obvious ones, which are which are in the same uh, thread as what we've talked uh, before. So I'm going to go completely different, and I'm going to choose a sci-fi comedy, which is my favorite sci-fi comedy of all time. It's Tim Burton's Mars Attacks from 1996. Oh, yes, and yeah. I just yeah. think it's a fantastic sci-fi movie. Deliberately cheesy, awesome comedy. There's Tom Jones in it. Lots of you know, great cast and uh, huge cast. Yeah, huge cast, and uh, it's just so over the top in cheesiness. Uh, I think the first time I watched it, I just laughed so hard. I think I watched it again straight away, like re- really closely, like the same day probably. Um, and uh, I, I, it, it also had some great special effects at the time, so. Um, yeah, just uh, and it it's it's got that Tim Burton touch which I like. Mm. I like Tim Burton, so uh, that's going to be my kind of a uh, my kind of guilty pleasure sci-fi movie from my top five. Mars Attacks. Yeah, like it was like a nice play on the the Ed Wood, you know the uh, the B grade sci-fi movies of yesteryear that mm-hmm. Burton loves. Yeah, so like you know, it had great special effects, but like they didn't try to make it great special yeah. effects. You know, it was kind of like. Yeah. But uh, funnily enough, we often like with the kids, we do the noises that the Martians make. I actually talk like that to like my baby. No, we do it for fun. So we like we like Mars Attacks at our house. Jack Nicholson yeah. as the president was hilarious. President, yep. And yeah, big cast, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Michael Pierce Fox. Brosnan is awesome in it. Yeah, very, very funny. Yeah, that's a fun pick. That's a left field pick. I like it. I think the problem is I went into this expecting something different. And when I saw it, I was disappointed because <laughs> if I had have gone into it thinking it was going to be a comedy or knowing it was going to be a bit of a comedy, I would have probably enjoyed it more. But I, I, I think I came out of it disappointed. But I think now if I watched it, I'd enjoy it more compared yeah. to when I first watched it. Yeah. Uh, Go online, have a look at the Mars Attacks drinking games. Just oh. get like a few drinks, like get a <laughs> bottle of whiskey and a few beers. And play the Mars yeah. Attacks drinking game. It's actually very good fun. And, uh, and, yeah, and no, like we, we should probably do that. We should probably yeah. do that at your place, <laughs> just, Michael. <laughs> yeah, we it. should. But yeah, uh, yeah. just for for just for Tom Jones on his island singing with birds on his arms, it's just so, it's just worth seeing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, that. no, it's not unusual to be loved. No, awesome. Jack, Jack Black, <laughs> Jack Black playing the the army guy. Oh no, everything is you awesome Jack in that Black? movie. Yeah, it's 
fun. I have no, to watch no. this again because I can't remember so many of these scenes. Yeah, yeah. Good pick. All right. My final pick. I can't believe this is still on the board. This is such good value on the fifth pick. I'm just going to do it. And you know what? I'm ready to fight you. I'm ready to fight you. I know you're going to pick, well. I think. What are you going to say? It's The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, exactly. Okay, bye guys. Bye, bye. I was waiting. That was going to be mine as well. I was going to pick that last. Yep. Holding it. I was holding it and I was like, this is not going. It's not. I was just, I thought, all right, obviously Benoit's not going to take it. I thought, Michael, you were definitely going to take it. That's why I said I was going to leave that one for the last. I said I was going to leave one to argue about for the last one. Okay, so, Charith, Charith, Okay, so what's your fifth pick? My pick is Star Wars, no, no, it, The Empire Strikes Back. No, it's not. <laughs> 1980, directed by Irvin Kirshner, starring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher. So, yeah, I, 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 need to, I need to figure out or understand why this can't be sci-fi. Because there's no science. It's definitely sci-fi. No, it's, 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 it's fantasy in what? space. It's, it's as sci-fi as, a, what's the name of the movie, uh, Flash Gordon? <laughs> it's a sci-fi but, but what about alien what about no it's now. sci-fi it's, it's the it's future yet, of a look. it's a science fiction melodrama star wars is and i actually talked about this in the last podcast that you guys haven't heard because it hasn't been pushed out yet but empire strikes back change change star wars because when star wars came when the first one came out obviously yeah big science fiction movie, blah, 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 blah. And then Empire Strikes Back with its twist, which we can talk about because if you haven't seen it, like, you know, you're an idiot. (laughs) You should have seen, you should know the twist by now, right? Um, You know, Darth Vader and and it it changes to a family melodrama in space. That's what it is. It's a soap opera. And it just happens to be with lightsabers and dogfights and and hoth battles. Um, and they travel at they travel at warp speed. Yeah, is it warp speed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, but, I'm just trying to bring, I'm trying to bring some science into it, Charith. So oh, sure, like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, because, but like, but because, even like, but you got to remember, like, what George Lucas and thank God George Lucas didn't direct this one. Irvin Kershner did, which is uh, good because he's a much better director than George Lucas. But anyway, George Lucas, what he did is he created a whole universe, just like Tolkien did. Right, yeah. um, and he created this whole like midi chlorines and the Force and all these kind of different like the Jedi, whether it's a religion. Which Jedi is actually one of the most uh, popular religions in Australia, according to the last census as well. <laughs> but you know, the the, the it, it, he created this whole universe, and um, I firmly believe that Empire Strikes Back, other than it being actually a, objectively a superior movie to any other Star Wars, it really kind of ramps up what what Star Wars could eventually ever be. And whether they've followed that up properly or not is I don't think they have. Like I'm not a I'm not uh I, I like some of the later Star Wars movies, but this is this is it at its very peak. So that's my fifth pick. Great score by John Williams as well. Mm-hmm. Irvin Kirshner actually didn't really after this movie he like makes two more movies and he's done it's really it's a really strange career he makes yeah, like for someone that did Empire Strikes Back you would expect 
other amazing like the only other one I've got listed is Robocop 2 well yeah like <laughs> after after this movie which is in 1980 <laughs> he makes two more movies yeah. he makes Never Say Never Again the Bond movie and he makes yeah. Robocop 2 and then he's done like he, he, mm. he didn't keep going I know there you go yeah. that's my final pick Benoit that was going to yeah, be my I'm, final pick too I, I, yeah. I just think there's there's so much more sci-fi in other movies that are great uh, that we're missing out because of uh, this I mean, I love Star Wars, you know. I love Star Wars, but uh, to me, it's 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 like uh, not uh, not a it's it's not on theme. Is, is okay. it not realistic enough? Is it not do you, like? Yeah, do you want a, me to have another pick? Do you want me to have? Well, another pick? what would you have chosen if it hadn't been if 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 if, if we had ruled out Star Wars from the start? We'll just say Star Wars is one of the greatest sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. You know do you know what we'll do? Do you know what we'll do? No, just to know. Just uh, to know. Mike, Michael. Yeah. No, no. We'll let Michael get his last pick, yeah. and then I'm sure the three of us will have maybe two or three, yeah. you know, honorable mentions, and then Benoit, you can pick two or three out of or my twenty, two or three, which one you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Michael, we'll let you. We'll let you have your last pick because. Uh, I don't want to say anything just in case you say it. Okay. Star Wars 1. No, <laughs> All right. I'm going to go Alfonso Cuaron ah, directing awesome. Gravity. Mm-hmm. Gravity. I think Gravity was very – there was a mixed bag with with um, with ratings for that one. Like afterwards, like I don't think people rated it very highly and I, I thought it was – the entire movie was like edge of my seat sort of stuff and I thought it was really good. I thought um, it was pretty – it was pretty well received on – yeah, like on release, Mm-mm. like it, yeah, like was, it was because yeah, it was I, a big, I, I, big Oscar contender. All oh, right, yeah. I thought George Clooney was great in it too, and yeah, yeah, okay. Alfonso Cuarón was an indie darling, um, so yep. you know him getting the keys to a big, bigger budget was a big deal. You can tell what's going to happen from the start. It's pretty, it's fairly predictive. Like it's it's predictable. It's it's you know you know that something's going to happen when she's walking. Out there on the on the space station or whatever, it was a space station, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just thought it just it, by the by the time it got to the end of the movie, I was like, oh, now I can breathe. Mm. It just had me on the edge of my seat the mm. entire movie, and I thought, yeah, it it did that really well. Like, it, and if I watched it now, I I think I'd be yeah. the same. But in the cinema, it was really, really impressive. So I was just going to say, it, it was, it was well, it won seven Academy Awards, which is like <laughs> one of the most successful movies of all time. <laughs> yeah. So what, what I meant, what no, I I'm meant was, it. yeah, it, it did, did, did well afterwards. But I, what I meant in the first couple of weeks, I, rem- I thought I remember hearing um, just bad, mm. like just, just terrible, um, like there was a lot of criticism on it. Um, and I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to go anyway. I just feel like going to a to a movie in space, like yeah, set yeah. in space. And because I remember a lot of people coming out and saying, "Oh, uh, it was mixed mixed bag," but yeah, it, it did well afterwards. It was definitely. such an original story as well, yeah. like it, like an original feeling. Like you've never had that kind of um, the whole like loneliness or the depth in space. Like it's pretty. It was pretty impressive. Do you think? I reckon it was. I reckon that's no. been done before. This was just this was just done at a different I, level. I agree with with Charith, and I think that movie set the trend for modern realistic sci-fi movies afterwards, like The Margin, for instance. Um, and well, uh, yeah. the way it's filmed, like when she's rolling into space, you know, it's it's so well done. Like you said, Michael, you're on the edge of your seat, and it's so realistic. 
oh. you know like when it's going upside down upside, it, down, down upside down and yep. you kind of feel it yeah it's uh, yep. and i think george clooney yep. plays such a cool role in that the way he the way he yes. kind of comes back at one point it's 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 yep. nearly psychological sci-fi too at the same time and kind of a thriller yeah yep. i th- i think it's one of the best recent sci-fi movies hmm. i can put it uh, I could yeah. easily, I could easily put that on tonight and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and it's another movie yeah. where you like want a great setup. You want a nice, yeah. Uh, you want a great, yeah, yeah. TV setup or whatever. Mm. Alfonso yep. Cuarón's like a beautiful. He's a really cool director. Yeah, another good um, sci-fi movie he did was Children of Men. Yeah, um, yes. he directed that, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I, good yep. pick. I was good just pick. a bit disappointed by the end of Gravity. I thought, uh, yeah, it's kind of too much symbolism. Sure. I know. I think it. It was a little bit depressing. Yeah, and a little and bit depressing. Trying to be yeah. maybe too smart. I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, a fantastic yeah. movie. I totally. It. It was on my list too. Yeah. Good pick, Michael. Yeah. You, you, like you. when I said it was a seven. This is when you know a sci-fi movie is really well made. It won all of the technical. When a sci-fi movie wins, like best sound editing, best sound mixing, best visual effects, film editing, cinematography, that means that it's just like a really well-made movie. A really good sci-fi movie wins all the technical awards. And yeah. and you see, it's not too slick. It's a bit rough. No. And it's and and yeah. and it gains in uh, in the reality by being no not too much CGI, not too slick scenes, just playing with the camera more. And uh, I think that makes it a really great movie. And uh, again, I'm going to mention that scene uh, where she's like projected into space and she's turning on herself. Oh. I mean, how come that's never been done before? You know, it's so good, so well done. That's, it's it's like it's like you're going along yeah. for the ride. It's like they could they could make that ride yeah. at a theme park or something. That could yeah. be a great. Like that that yeah. is that is that mm, was insane. Fantastic. All right, guys. Let's. I'm going to do the recap, and then we can do a, a few honourable mentions. What a draft of the draft! Yeah, what a draft! What a draft! Whoa. And have a listen to this. Yeah. All right. Benoit had the first pick. Everyone knows what the stipulations were. <laughs> had the first pick, and his picks were Alien by Ridley Scott, 2001: A Space Odyssey, Stanley Kubrick, Avalon by Mamoru Oshii, Soil and Green by Richard Fleischer, and Mars Attacks by Tim Burton. I had the second pick, and my picks were The Matrix by the Wachowskis, Back to the Future by, not Michael J. Fox, by um, uh, <laughs> Bob Semeckis, Ex Machina by Alex Garland, Arrival by Denis Villeneuve, and one of the greatest sequels of all time, one of the great, most popular movies of all time, Benoit, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back by Irvin Kirshner. You're going to pay for that. And... <laughs> <laughs> you'll pay one day and you'll pay in the animation Michael, draft man <laughs> listen, just 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 listen to this just listen to this guys. michael when, woods when, when had, says it listen to these pieces. michael woods had predator by john mctiernan terminator by <laughs> james cameron interstellar the the divisive is interstellar a good movie or bad movie we don't know by christopher Epic. nolan <laughs> <laughs> the, the cramp the cramp movie interstellar by christopher <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, jurassic park by steven spielberg and gravity by alfonso caron one thing you can say is i'm like I, you know you were talking about you don't necessarily look at the directors i i do look at the directors and one thing you yeah. can say is 
you know, whether someone likes sci-fi movies or not, it's like directors love sci-fi movies, like really great. The top directors love sci-fi movies because it pushes them and you can, you know, you hear the names that are listed out there, like Ridley Scott, James Cameron, Steven Spielberg, Alfonso Cuaron, Stanley Kubrick. Like these are yeah Mount Rushmore directors, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yep. yeah very, very cool. All right. So we don't go on forever. Let's all just shout out, and you don't need to give a full Michael Woods. You no. don't need to give a full Michael Woods <laughs> no, no. like synopsis, but maybe shout out three movies that you had on your list, maybe yep. next, and uh, wasn't able to say that that have a new director that aren't that aren't written off the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, if you have, yeah. Okay, who who's who goes first? You you can go first, or I'll, I can go. Well, whoever. Uh, ben White, do you want to go first? We'll we'll, we'll go by the draft okay. then. Ben White, yeah, yeah. Name, okay, I'll name three. Uh, so Byron Hashkin's original 1953, The War of the World, which is a oh, yeah. great sci-fi movie, of course, from the post-Second World War period, um, which I watched as a kid and uh, watched several times. And it's just, uh, it's so violent. I mean, I did, I, I did not make such yeah. violent movies <laughs> anymore. Uh, this one, John Carpenter, The Thing. In the Arctic base, that that was that was uh, my next one. Yep, yeah, yeah, absolutely. definitely. Well, that can take the place That's of it. the Empire Strikes Back. Okay, <laughs> and, and I'm happy. The thing, <laughs> the thing is, a, is a great movie. Kurt Russell, awesome. And uh, third one, I'm going to choose. I have to make a choice now, and I'm going to choose Roland Emmerich's Independence Day because. It's, it's such a comedy classic now. <laughs> yeah, it's it is. become it it is. It's, I... it's, it's a very corny movie. It's got a lot of hate yep. uh, and a lot of criticism when it came out. But if you watch it again now, it's just so much fun. And I think it's, it's a landmark movie for blockbusters. Every blockbuster oh, that yeah. came after I... that one, yeah. uh, it's just, yeah. Special effects, like the White House blowing yeah, up. I remember yeah. we all saw that in ads. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. A, yeah. I'm only going to talk a little bit of shit about this one because this, yeah, this this was huge for me. Do you remember where you first saw it? Uh, ooh, I don't know. It was when it came out, I, I, I think. Yeah, I or maybe it. very yeah. shortly yeah. after. But I think I maybe even saw it at cinemas. Oh, no. Yeah, maybe I saw maybe it a bit later. A bit later, probably. I saw it yeah, I, cinemas, I, yeah, I remember going with Dad... Um, my dad and my brother, and we went opening night in Geelong. And yeah, I remember the lineup was just huge. It was like a, it, was, mm. it was epic. I've never been in a cinema since where at the start of the cinema, there was so much noise ah. and so much chatter going on. And when the opening scene, when it started, there was like cheering and clapping. I've never been, the build up to this movie was huge. It was, it was epic. And, and, it was never going to fail just because of the build-up. Like, everyone was so excited about it. The opening night was huge. Like, <laughs> Do you know what's crazy about Independence Day? That you'd like... You'd, so, Independence Day came out in 96, right? Big big action yep. movie year that, that year. Like, The Rock and a whole bunch of movies yep. came out that year. Good year for action movies, actually. But I worked in a video store, like, quite a bit later, right? Yep. Post-2000. And... Independence Day still yeah. was like is and was one of the most borrowed like rented movies or DVDs you'll ever like we ever saw. Yeah, but like still, yep. yeah, it's um, a it's so huge. easy to watch. 
you can walk past and you're like, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll, I'll get into yeah. it. I've seen it a million times. I'm just going to get it again. <laughs> yeah, it's so corny. Yeah. and You're yeah. right, corny, comedy, just... Great president speech. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh. But Will Smith, you know, <laughs> man, you stink. Poor. Will Smith. <laughs> you know? yeah. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> yeah. So good. No, and, and, and Jeff Goldblum again. You know, he, you know, the, that, Jeff that Goldblum. Oh, so Jeff awesome, Goldblum. Playing chess. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yep, no. exactly. You know, playing, Jeff Goldblum. Playing I mean, essentially the same character yeah, in yeah. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. He, he, it just works. And, you know, and somehow and, it and, works. And the dog, uh, you know, jumps into the tunnel. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah, just yeah. such a classic. Yeah. Yeah. So Perfect. i got three. You've taken, you've taken, uh, taken the thing, directors. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, later one, District 9. Yeah. Uh, directed by Ooh, yeah. Neil Blomkamp, set in South Africa, starring Shalto Copley. Neil Blomkamp hasn't really hit these heights since. Like, he directed that Elysium movie that you watched yeah. recently, Benoit, which obviously doesn't strike the same beats. But District 9, uh, like, totally original, visually original, certainly not slick, like, re- super gritty. Yeah. And it just a. Just a really entertaining movie, original movie. I, I just love that movie. Oscar nominated for Best Picture. It was uh, well-deserving of its plaudits. My second one, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to pick like smaller independent type ones. So uh, I'm going to pick a movie called Moon. Yes. Directed by Duncan yep. Jones, starring Sam Rockwell. Mm. Great mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. 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 Just like part of that rise of Sam Rockwell. Like Sam Rockwell for a long time was like the you know, if you know, you know kind of actor. And then you see him, yeah. you're like, who is that guy? I really like him. And then Moon, he really, you know, he got finally got the keys to the car being a leading man and mm-hmm. just a really well-made movie. I won't go on for too long. And then my last one, a little bit of a, oh, shit, can I have two more? No, okay. <laughs> no. No, you can if it's Gattaca. <laughs> I, I was... You can if it's Gattaca. Oh, Gattaca's, Gattaca's cool. Yeah. I like Gattaca. Yeah. That's, I might watch Gattaca tonight. Um, I'm going to pick a movie. I'm just assuming that a lot of people haven't seen it, um, but it's actually out on Netflix now. It's a movie called High Life. It's a fairly recent oh, yeah. movie um, directed by the great French director Claire Denis, uh, one of the great female French directors, um, starring uh, Robert Patterson and Juliette Binoche. Super violent super graphic if you can't handle uh, if you can't handle sexual violence or anything um extreme maybe give it a wide berth but um it's just a really well made movie robert patterson you know really good performance by him and claire denise uh you know a very kind of striking director highly recommend that and the other one that i was just going to sneak in because i don't know if people regard it as a sci-fi movie but it is is Eternal Sunshine as Spotless yes. Mind. Oh, yes. Directed yeah. by Michelle Gondry, mm-hmm. starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. I think a lot of people have seen it. It's a beautiful movie, great script. Yeah. That was my question. Is it a sci-fi? But that was going to be one of my extra picks too because I, I yeah, all of a sudden, you see Jim Carrey in a different type of role mm. um, and it, it was it was really good. Mm. Like, really, like that really good. and there, like there was a Donnie Darko as well. Like they're like, are they sci-fi yeah. movies? But they kind of are. Um, exactly yeah yeah yep yeah sorry michael what have you got mate yeah yeah all good yep i'll i'll just mention edge of tomorrow by Mm. doug lyman edge of tomorrow i i thought that was fantastic i just i and (laughs) to look at 
to look at the trailer, you would think that it would be fairly dumb and just average, and somehow it wasn't. Somehow it, it worked. I love that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Loved it. No, sorry. Um, nice. No, a movie that was a little bit quirky and a lot of people didn't like it when it first came out by Danny Boyle, Sunshine. Yes. Killian Murphy, I really like everything Killian Murphy does. I just like him in in stuff with Rose Byrne, Chris Evans. It's a good movie. Well. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, exactly. They have to go and save the sun, basically. Which you know, theoretically, it's I don't think it works, but it, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 a cool movie. <laughs> um, and my third, yeah, my another pick was going to be Eternal Sunshine, but I'm just going to say I'm just going to mention Akira. Yes, Akira. <laughs> oh, oh, There's got, so I've many. Got a, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. No, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. 1997. What? Face off. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. How good is that? No. I, mean, just I could on. watch Face Off. I could... <laughs> I could I could smoke a joint right now and just watch Face Off and just laugh. I reckon. <laughs> Can I just a uh, tariff? Uh, uh, yeah, because you mentioned a lot of modern movies. I just want to give a little yeah. shout out to a small independent movie that's on. Uh, I think it's on Amazon uh, Prime. It's called The Vast of Night. By by Andrew Patterson, I think it's his first movie. It mm. came out last year. And it's it's a brilliant, very very slow, very a lot of dialogues, and uh, like you projected in the seventies, uh, and it's about amateur radio and alien signals, and it's just a great li- a great little movie. I, I absolutely loved it. The Vast of Night, just so go check it out. Nice, yeah, awesome. Let's see. Good, good. Have to have to have a little shout out to the yeah, fly yeah. as well, with our with our favorite yeah, yeah. with our Jeff favorite Golden. star. <laughs> <laughs> Goldblum, yeah, exactly. Goldblum. <laughs> is is Jeff Goldblum going to be official friend of the podcast? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, he is. just he is just good in everything. Yeah. He's just yeah. excellent. Like he's just 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 search Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Just, just watch a his, movie. Just his Cartier watch is a bit too big. That's the only problem. Ah. <laughs> he wears the last eyes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you've seen. There's a documentary on Disney Plus with Jeff Goldblum. I think it's called. I, I can't remember how is it called. Uh, it's it's not in the life of Jeff Goldblum, but it's uh, something like that, and it's it's quite a fun documentary series uh, to watch with kids. Is he wearing like a a Hawaiian shirt or something? He, uh, yes, very often. It's no, it's yeah, <laughs> yes, <I think> so. <laughs> in everything. <laughs> I think each 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 yeah. episode is about a theme, like ice cream or like uh, what was it like uh, jeans? Right. And for I think last maybe okay. fifteen minutes, uh, he like goes on a survey and uh, checks out. Uh, like jeans or, or or ice creams or tattoos, and there's actually the yeah. city where he comes from in the USA. There's a, a national Jeff Goldblum Day over there every year. Wow! <laughs> yeah, and, That's and it's great. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's just uh, yeah, no, it's it's cool. <laughs> he's a treasure. Yeah. He's pretty amazing. <laughs> he's he's yeah. married to an ex gymnast, like Olympian gymnast. Of course he is. Yeah, look at him. Of course he is. Um. All right, guys. Well, yeah, well, I think been, we, we, awesome yeah I think we have to agree that I no, won. No, no, you have yeah, choices, maybe. but we have to agree, Michael. Yeah, maybe, maybe Charis. Uh, Michael, uh, there's because uh, there's something we can agree on, Michael. I think yeah. it's time for Charis to do his deserted island. Yes, I think it is. I think it's time for Charis to do a deserted island. 
I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Are you ready? You you gotta be. You're born <laughs> ready, Chad. You've been doing. You. <laughs> Sid, You're Sid's the head of the be, podcast, man. Sid's going to be upset that I'm doing a desert island without him, though, without him here. Oh, no. do you think he would want? No, you, no look. Oh, do you think he really cares look, that much? Look, uh, <laughs> fuck! I, you put me on the spot, I, guys. I, I, and I've had a couple of whiskeys now. <laughs> have you not sat back at night and and had a drink and been like, when eventually I do my deserted island, this is what I'm going to do? <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you at least promise you'll do it on your next show? Because now that I've heard Sid's... I will do it on my next show that we don't have a new guest. Yes. Okay. okay. Because, I, because Sid, Sid, Sid's done his. Yeah. Yep. You have to do it with Sid. Like we were talking about it and he was like, we were talking about uh, my dessert island and did tell him that he will, he will ask the questions. Mm. So, uh, fair. I would, I would feel fair. bad. Yeah, I would feel... Yeah. Fair, fair enough. enough. Um. Fuck, I really want to do it too, don't I? <laughs> no, no. We don't have time no. anyway because I've got to go after this. So, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's get through our Instagram recommendations. And look, I've been on enough of these popcorn episodes now that I, I, I want to find out if I've won or not. So just send messages. Just just DM <laughs> Charith and just tell him. Tell him who do you think who you th- think won the draft and then... He, he can tell me. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he'll be honest and tell me that I won. I'll be like, oh, your bots are back, mate. Your Woody Woodmaker bots are back. Um, guys, I just want to, there's one last thing that I forgot to, because uh, we, we did talk about watches a little bit in our news. But there was one last thing that I, I would be remiss to not mention in our news before we go into our Instagram recommendations. And I don't want us to dwell on this too much, but... Mm. There is news. Kevin Spacey's making a film again. Oh, I don't know if you guys know about this. Really, uh, he's returned to acting, whether people like it or not. <laughs> and he's working on a a movie in Italy, directed by Franco Nero. It's uh, set in Turin. The movie's called Liomo C'è Disegno Dio. My apologies <laughs> to uh, Italian friends, which which translates to the man who drew God. Oh no. And oh, that sounds bad. Guess what it's guess what it's about. Um, Benoit, he's playing a it's a smallish role, but he's playing like a police detective type character investigating a pedophile. No way. You're joking. No way. I'm not joking. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I'm not joking. No. I was just gonna say I'm not I'm not very familiar with Franco Nero, but I kind of feel like he's just like wouldn't it be funny to get Kevin Spacey in for this role? And he's managed to do it. And he's uh, so Kevin Spacey has actually just landed in Turin uh, as of yesterday, and he's been photographed by Variety. He's he's starting shooting wow. shortly. So uh, yeah, there you go. Well, that's controversial. There you go. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I'm sure that that will be. Uh, There'll be a lot of uh, backlash when that movie comes out, but yeah, um, yeah we'll see how that goes. Um, he's got some balls, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 for now, he still has them. For now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, we're not going to get into Kevin Spacey's no. sci-fi career, but uh, well, you mentioned um, Moon. You mentioned Moon. Yes, yes, he's yeah, in he's, Moon. Oh damn it! I forgot. <laughs> I didn't mention that Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, all right, gents. I think uh, I think we should start to wrap it up. 
Let's do some Instagram recommendations. Benoit, we'll start with you, sir. Okay, I'm not recommending any Instagram accounts. I'm going to play it like Roman and recommend some books. So no. just uh, quickly, if you want to read some interesting, uh, I guess the only thing to read is Isaac Asimov, Foundation and the Robots, if you want to get into some really cool sci-fi. So mostly Foundation, which is my favorite, about uh, about Harry Seldon and the psycho historians, which is very cool. Also, Japanese sci-fi has to be read, and it's Ghost in the Shell by Masamune Shiro. Uh, cyberpunk, cyborgs, AI. It's one of the most, uh, mo- probably one of the most important sci-fi uh, comics uh, ever written, in my opinion. And I think you'll agree, Charith. I don't know if you've read that, Charith, or... Mm. Have you... I haven't, no. Yeah, the books are just awesome. I mean, you think the anime is good, but the books, yeah, they are crazy. Yeah. yeah. I have to look yeah. into that too. And uh, there's yeah. a lot of very good French uh, sci-fi, uh, mostly from the 70s and 80s. Uh, and uh, I have to recommend in comic books uh, The Incal, I-N-C-A-L, by Jodorowsky and uh, Mobius. And it's followed up by probably the one of the greatest uh, sci-fi series ever ever drawn on comic books it's the uh, the meta barons m e t a barons b a r o n s so you'll find that translated in english it's a really classic uh, same c- cyborg deep space uh, superpowers it's 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 really cool and cuz i know a lot of americans are listening uh, there's one american comics that i really re- recommend which is uh, called why the letter Y, the last man, and it's kind of Michael mm-hmm. Woods' dream life uh, because <laughs> at one point, every, every male being on earth dies animal, human, all the males die except one guy and his monkey, and that's the comic book brief. <laughs> <laughs> So only the women are still alive. Nobody knows why. And he's miraculously still alive. So is his male monkey. But every other male being, be it animal or, or human, just die instantly in the course of a few minutes at one point. And it's a great comic book. Very interesting. Uh, we could say sci-fi uh, a comic book. So that's my recommendations. Isaac Asimov, Ghost in the Shell. The Inkal and Metabarons by Jodorowsky and uh, Why the Last Man. Some reading. Great recommendations. Plenty of homework there. Yeah. Uh, Michael, that's great. Michael, yep. uh, yep. you got yep. a recommendation? I have. Yep. This one is Watch Lyrical. And you would have maybe seen a someone shared a post on our Slack group recently mm. of his, of Watch Lyrical. And... And he made a, he, he, this person did a, made a poem for the Zenith El Primero Manufacturer Edition and made a cool video. Oh, yes. So uh, if you scroll down to the, mm. to the video yeah. on the 23rd of May, it's a really cool video on, um, what's it called? It's called Until I Get There about the uh, Zenith El Primero Manufacturer Edition. Yeah. Yeah, very so, cool. Um, a cool account. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. The great photos yep. too. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Good job. And my Instagram I- uh, recommendation is uh, Zed Kazan. So Z K A Z A N. It's a guy by the name of Zach Kazan, who is actually the is the associate editor for Worn and Wound, 
Oh, and yeah. the reason why I'm recommending him, other than like he's got he's got access to some cool watches, he's got a nice collection himself, and he posts a lot of um, different different uh, different styles and different models and whatnot. But he's also a massive movie guy, and if you go onto his Instagram, you'll see that he he promotes his letterbox on under under where it says associate editors. You got a link to his letterbox. He's got a oh. great letterbox. His stories are like hilarious movie takes like he has a really good interesting taste in film and kind of cool opinions on on different things as well so um it's very well designed for this uh show um and you know i'm told he's going to be coming on to an episode in the near future that's awesome looking forward to that yeah um but yeah check him out on instagram and uh you boys need to jump uh follow him and he'll follow you back on letterbox as well so awesome so what? Yeah, I'm just looking for his account on Letterbox. Yeah, me too. If you go on, if you go on mine and just see like who I follow, but it's Zed Kazan on on Letterbox. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, it's yep, exact cool. same thing. Got him. Yep. Awesome. Excellent. Following. All right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. Benoit, <laughs> have you got your your sci-fi fix? At least for this week's sorted. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I've got lots of movies to watch now that you recommended that I've not seen, so so, so that's cool. I think I think we're just gonna like just do like more sci-fi themed stuff with you, just like greatest <laughs> sci-fi heroes, greatest. <laughs> we got to get you in for like the 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 Scott brother Scott brothers draft. Like you know, there's plenty of things we can do. Yeah, why not? Um, why not? But yeah, no, that was fun. Um, I think that was. That was really good. Can I just bring up a? We were going to do this, and I just realised that then we were going to actually one of the topics was going to be which sci-fi character would win out of out of any fight. Oh, do you guys have any? I just realised. I just remembered it then. We we didn't we didn't have that as a subject. But do you guys have any any uh, from any battle ultimate hmm. from any movie any sci-fi movie? I've got a good one that I think could beat. Neo is a tough beat. What was your pick, Michael? I'll tell you my pick, and I don't think anything could beat that. The movie Life with Calvin. Yeah. Uh, the alien Calvin. <laughs> I've I've not seen Life. Is it a good movie? Oh, I've, yeah. I've not seen it. it I was, what do you think, I was, I was going to say, I thought we were only picking from good movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's not. I've not seen it yet. Yeah. It's, 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 pr- it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Mm, I, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's like a metamorphosis uh, kind of uh, life form, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not fun, Michael. We need like... The Predator oh, you versus want, Neo. You want to see someone actually... Yeah, I yeah, want okay. Predator versus Neo. I want like... Mm. I don't know. I want freaking, you know, Darth Vader versus the Terminator. Like that would be fun. But how would you ever... You could you could probably never figure out who's going to win those fights. Well, like, that, yeah, at no. least you know with this but, one, Calvin but, would but kick their ass. Easily. What's the condition yeah. of the fight though? Is it like they're all, they're all in... To the, to the yeah, death. but like Whoever. they're they're oh. in a room, they're on open grounds. What's the? They just they could be any 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 situation basically in a room, whatever, and just they're just one on one, just one on one. Um, I would say between just watch <laughs> just, just watch life, just, just watch between, life uh, between <laughs> uh, 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 the xenomorph in Prometheus. 
like you know the original kind of thing that infects you mm. that or the blob I don't know if you've ever seen the blob, <laughs> but put the blob in the room. Yeah, the blob. Yeah, the blob. The, the blob. blob. The blob versus yeah. skeleton. I don't know. Yeah, a, a, Thanos. A, what about Thanos? What about what about? Yeah, if we're going to bring comic books in, I don't oh, know. Yeah. if it's coming, it's interesting. Um, Man, just go, just go watch live, Superman. and you'll just it'll be over. It'll be all over. Um, that's a difficult <laughs> question. Yeah, Superman. Maybe for our next uh, yeah, for our is. next draft together, Michael. But the, the Battle Royale I, episode, the Battle I, yeah, Royale draft. I think, I think the problem with that topic was is we'd just argue yeah, all the would. time. We there'd would. be no there'd be no winner or loser. Except for if you if you watch life you'll see that there's a winner there. Yeah. 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 We would. We would argue. Yeah. Like at least here, I know that, you know, Mars Attacks and Interstellar have given me the win. So it's fine. Mars Attacks and Interstellar. No, you can't say that. But I picked Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's lost because he's picked two two identical movies like Terminator and Predator. Like no, it's like nearly nearly the same movies. <laughs> They're not identical. They've got Schwarzenegger in them. That's it. <laughs> Michael does that. Like he he picked Lost in Translation on the Rocks, which is essentially the same movie across different times, <laughs> and he picked mm-hmm. uh, Zero Dark Thirty and The Hurt Locker all in the same draft. And I was just like, I know, because right. they're, they're then, great, though. And then his fifth pick was a movie he's never seen before. <laughs> I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget that, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good when I watched it eventually, but yeah. Because of that pick, notice- I had to add an extra line into my email to say, uh, the movie, <laughs> you must have watched this movie. <laughs> Man, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like Will Chamberlain. I make, yeah. I'm, I, the, yeah, the game has to change for me. They have to make rules for me. <laughs> <laughs> but do you notice, do you notice Benoit? Um, he hasn't actually given us any results from these picks. From like, I'm sure listeners are actually messaging him and giving him like their opinions, and he just there's been no results from these yeah, drafts. The, do you know why? Because most people are just nice and they say you smashed it, bro. And I'm like, thanks. Man. Yeah, but they, 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 it's hard. It's it's hard for them to be completely honest. We'll ask on Slack. What are they going to do? That is true. Message... We'll ask on Slack. That what are they going to do and just? I'm actually how, how I'm times... actually going to do something very interesting. Watch this space yep. in regards to ah, like, okay. putting the drafts on something and deserted islands. I'm going to something something fun on Instagram. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Cool. cool. Putting all the deserted islands up and yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Don't worry, Michael Woods. You'll get your time to shine. <laughs> what can I say? I'm competitive. Yeah, I but, like to uh, win. Does... <laughs> Just stop picking Christopher Nolan movies. Then you might win. <laughs> you know what? If you pick a movie that I've actually... Like half of your movies I haven't even seen yet. So I don't even know if you've won. <laughs> That's <real. laughs> I'm like, I've actually written yours down thinking, all right, I might, I might give them a go. I'll watch like 10, 15 minutes and see if I like uh, it all. <laughs> uh, cool. Guys, for the... Uh, I think I've said it now six times. Thanks, Ed. It's time to wrap it up. <laughs> um, so, thanks very much for coming on. That was heaps of fun. Like, it was awesome. I was, I had high expectations that lived up to it. I think it was probably our longest draft because we, we talked really, we talked pretty thoroughly through it. Benoit, where can people find you on Instagram and on Letterbox? I want to get this Letterbox stuff going. Uh, on, where can people find you, my friend? On Instagram at Petit Secondes on Instagram, and my Letterbox is the same Petit Secondes with an S at the end. Beautiful. And Michael Woods? P 
people can find me on Instagram at Woods Watchmaking and at Letterboxed at Woods Watchmaking. Because I really? there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't they didn't allow enough characters to put the G on the end, so it's Woods Woods Watchmaking. <laughs> Oh, no. And please check out check out check out Michael Woods on on um, on, on Letterboxd because yeah. he's like I'm a watchmaker <laughs> and I'm the host of a podcast. What did I say? Um, I don't know. It's like hi, my name's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Love Charith. <laughs> no, wait, 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 where is oh, it? Where man. is it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Michael Woods, watchmaker, movie lover, host of Appreciating Time and Two and a Half Watchmakers podcast on Fifth Earth Radio. Love, Michael. <laughs> I love the voice. Oh, oh, yeah. such a it's like cracking. It's cracking a little bit. I'm looking at your, I'm, I'm actually looking at your letterbox right now. I'm looking at you right now, Jared. <laughs> I know, I can feel it. I'm stalking you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can. Catch me on um, at Charith on Instagram and Charith18 on Letterboxd. Also, don't forget, check out Fifth Wrist. It is by the community for the community. Um, check us out on Instagram at Fifth Wrist or jump on the website fifthwrist.com. Make an honest review um, or check out the abundance of great reviews on there. And of course, check us out on our podcast hosted by my two friends over here. Um, the Vintage Hen House and Appreciating Time and all the other great podcasts on Fifth Wrist. Like, review and subscribe. From Benoit, Michael and I, have a great one and stay on time. Come Thanks. on, Michael. Bye-bye. What are you going to say? What are you going to say, Michael? Bye. <laughs> yeah, <Stay> baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> and serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.